0: All right, so we went down to Los Angeles not too long ago, and we got to hang out at Quest HQ. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing experience, and not only did we get to hang out at Quest HQ, we got to hang out with one of the co-founders, Ron Penna, and that was like just blowing our mind. He was telling us all kinds of crazy stuff, hitting us with some knowledge that a lot of stuff that uh, you know we just we just don't know because he's yeah. super smart, super sharp when it comes to nutrition and. What an awesome thing that that's the leader of Quest Nutrition. Uh, that's one of the co founders of Quest Nutrition, is this guy that has just this crazy wealth of knowledge on nutrition.
1: Yeah, he legit just stopped
0: his day. He stopped
1: what he was doing, brought us into his office, and we just talked. Dude is super smart. And like he was talking about all the cool things that they're gonna be doing. But he also brought us a lot of Quest bars. He brought us a lot of snacks and treats, and they were all really great, especially those Hero Bars.
0: Yeah, I was chomping on some of those Hero Bars. Those were fantastic. Mm -hmm. Andrew, what do you got over there, buddy? I was just
2: going to say that Ron has been one of the most uh, impactful people that we've come across because of this podcast. So it only makes sense that we would team up with Quest Nutrition. So if you guys want to head over right now to QuestNutrition.com, enter promo code Mark's Quest at checkout, and you will receive 20% off
0: everything at QuestNutrition.com. You know, the gym over here has been pretty hot, you know, but I'm not wearing like a whole lot of clothes. And sometimes I'm able to take my shirt off. Right. Mm -hmm. But with what you're doing with jujitsu, you're all bundled up. Yeah. Right. You're like (laughs) you're in a gi and stuff. Right. I mean, you must sweat out a lot.
1: Yeah, jujitsu right. on its own is a it's a very very sweaty martial art, right? You're wearing the gi, it's it's a heavy heavy thing. So afterwards, you're typically drenched and the gis drenched. But then on a hot day, you're sweating even more. You're losing
0: even more like water, electrolytes, etc. It just gets bad, really bad. And we've been learning a lot in this podcast about the importance and from guys like Stan Efforting, the importance of sodium. We know we need a lot of sodium. Are you taking in a lot of sodium and you're finding ways to take in a lot of potassium? Like I uh, I think you're a fan of like coconut water and stuff like that too, right? Yeah. A lot of coconut water.
1: Um, I salt the hell out of a lot of my foods. I take some electrolyte supplements, um, but I add a lot of that because (laughs) if I don't, I'm going to cramp up really, really bad. I'm just going to feel horrible when performing.
0: Well, Perfect Keto has a great way of doing it too, where you don't have to necessarily buy coconut water that might cost eight bucks or ten bucks a pop. You can actually just supplement it with some capsules, and they have calcium, magnesium, potassium, and sodium uh, all in one capsule, which I think is a brilliant idea. So maybe, you know, after your jujitsu practice or on your way from lifting to jujitsu, maybe pop three or four of these capsules on on your way uh, to jujitsu practice Mm -hmm. and maybe get a little extra. Uh, you know, feel a little extra hydrated for those uh, workouts. Yeah, that seems like a great idea. Hydration is a huge thing. I highly recommend that you guys check out these uh, Perfect Keto electrolytes. Andrew, how can people find out more information about this? All right, everyone can stay hydrated
2: and in ketosis by going to perfectketo.com slash powerproject, use code powerproject
0: and get 15% off all Perfect Keto products. One thing I forgot to add is that when you're on a ketogenic diet, when you're on a low-carbohydrate diet, that is, it's very hard to stay hydrated, so check these products out. You're going to enjoy them, I'm sure. All right, so Mark, how lean did you get in your bodybuilding show? I got as lean as I could. You know, I, I was trying to be lean and tender. Not mm. all of us can be tall, dark, and handsome. Uh, some of us can be. You can tan. But did you eat a lot of lean meat when you were getting ready for show? I did. And you know, want to know what else is lean and tender? What? Piedmontese beef. Ooh, tell me more. You better believe that. Mm. You know the Piedmontese beef. What what I think separates it out from a lot of the other companies is the fact that they somehow have the meat taste really tender and still have a lot of flavor. Yeah. But it's the fat reduction is amazing. Yeah. It's unbelievable how 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 much less fat is in the Piedmontese beef versus some of the other uh, companies. You look at their ribeye, right? Their USDA prime ribeye is normally thirty
1: grams of fat. Piedmontese is ten. Saturated fat, normally 14.5. Piedmontese is 4.5. They, they literally cut it in, what, it's a third of the amount of fat? Yeah, are these cows jacked in tan or what? Yeah, and the protein's more. Like, it usually has 24 grams of protein in Piedmontese, and your normal USD prime has 19. That, I literally don't understand how these crazy scientists make this happen.
0: Are these natty cows? I think these are natty cows from Nebraska, which makes sense because everything's bigger and better in Nebraska. Or maybe that's Texas. I think that's Texas. (laughs) But Nebraska too, I guess. where can they find out more about Piedmontese beef?
2: All right, you guys can get lean just like Mark Bell and head over to piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com. Enter the promo code POWERPROJECT. That's all one word for 25% off your order, along with free two-day shipping on all orders of $99 and above. Baby hands. What what uh what was what baby hands Saturday Night Live?
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah it's creepy. Yeah, creepy yeah having little baby uh, hands it's kind of scary.
3: Yeah.
0: What happened to John? Who? I don't see him. Oh yeah he kind of fell oh, off no, yeah he's getting get him back on there. He was like <laughs> riding on here I think. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure he's set on there we go there we go right there. yeah now everything is good, good. <laughs> he might fall. Midway through the show he might collapse you never know. Not, not Cena. He's going to hang in there. Yeah, he should be able to figure it out. Cool. So, um, you know, I think that I've been lifting for a long time, but I don't know. I don't know if I've been lifting a long time. Now that we have you here, uh, when did you
4: start your journey? When did you start lifting weights? Uh, at approximately ten years old. Oh, so wow! So, nineteen sixty. Wow. And then, how did you get exposed to lifting weights? You know, I'm. I always thought about why but probably because I saw it in uh, like muscle magazines back then news we were getting in the newsstand like uh, think strength and health and uh, some other Swedish and some uh, mostly English Mm. magazines and I I must have seen those because I was bitten yeah do most people in Norway speak uh, English Uh, yeah now yeah. Back then, probably not so much. But you, no. you spoke and were able to read English? Uh, oh, I, I, Yeah, we, we were already learning it in school. and oh, okay. uh, I studied it extra because I was so interested in this thing and I was reading all the English and American magazines. I had Iron Man magazines back from 1936. I just bought back issues and kept buying, so I had them all the way since the beginning. I probably read wow. every Iron Man magazine that was ever printed except for maybe the last few years you know yeah
0: that's amazing um and you just got fascinated with it at at the age of 10 and then you just like would you try to find a gym I mean where do you go when you're 10 and you're into lifting weights like how do you how do you, how do you figure well, out pick up some rocks or something in your backyard <laughs>
4: practically because uh there was not uh no gyms there were not even a not even a weight set or a dumbbell in my entire town as far as I know wow. I uh my first uh Dumbbells I made up when I was ten was basically out of birch wood with the handles in between. You made you
0: made your own dumbbell. Yeah, <laughs>
4: and I used to have it like in big, like you know, like, uh, you know uh, back then we practically we had running water. You know, but uh, uh, we, my mother had this uh, bathtub, which is like a sink bathtub. If you've seen it from, look you know, probably here in the U.S., you would go back into thirties, since in the back country where you had that kind of thing when you give kids bath you mm-hmm. know and that tub I filled with water and I used to just keep the dumbbells in there so they kept uh, you know they had the weight on them, right because otherwise they dry up and and get too light so
0: you you work with a lot of strong people because you have your own uh, gym in Southern California and um, do you uh, make some of these younger guys do you make them first make their own dumbbell <laughs> no uh, teach no. him kind of the old old school yeah. ways of doing things yeah
4: no that's a long time ago yeah i uh i still have the first dumbbells that i ever bought which was a pair of like i think three kilo uh uh cast iron uh, dumbbells and i still have them uh do you kind of collect uh some of the because you mentioned
0: the magazines do you collect some old weights and stuff too i got yeah. a couple friends that do that yeah, I I didn't
4: unfortunately the the things they have are because my brother my older brother actually kept it and I've got it back when he passed away, but uh, all the magazine and all that stuff was uh, thrown away at some point.
0: Oh, so he was in the lifting too?
4: Did you guys no, live together? No, no, no oh, okay. not, at all. not at all. But he somehow because I I went to America, so you know when I was like I basically haven't been back or living at home since i was uh, a teenager mm. so um yeah he uh, he uh, i think he got it from uh my parents house and then uh took it to his house and he actually used it for a while I think.
0: Who, yeah. who was like a big was there someone in particular that was a big inspiration when you kind of cracked open some of these magazines
4: uh, I think uh, Bill Pearl probably probably my greatest inspiration. And the five and even five now, sets a five. Yeah, even <laughs> now, you know, I mean, he's a fantastic guy. Uh, yeah, uh, I I actually read about all these different strongmen and I think I had a, actually had the benefit of not being in a commercial gym where people that were doing uh, coming up with things that weren't also you know necessarily the best things to do. I read absolutely everything, and I tried everything. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was particularly good at uh, because I was uh, you know uh, training by myself lifting one arm uh, lifts because this you know the old man strong all uh, the uh, uh, strong man and barbell guys they were lifting one handed lifts mm-hmm. before you start having the formal weightlifting and I was very good I could uh, almost lift as much on my uh, on one hand as on uh, two hand he goes. He he bit.
0: Yeah, he bit. John Cena just bit the dust. He was riding on my uh, my microphone. He fell off. I don't know what happened there. Um, Bill Pearl, I think he's the one that wrote uh, a book uh, called Keys of the Inner Universe. Yes. You know, it's yeah. it's it's an it's an interesting title of a book for a, a book that's about lifting weights. But I think sometimes that's the way that we view it because we're we're so drawn to it.
4: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a great book. I I, I, ha- I have a copy of it, uh, but not back then. Of course, right. I didn't have any of those things. But I, the magazines were very good, and I and they were, you know, this pre-commercialization of bodybuilding and stuff like that. So the real articles were a real articles written by people that really were doing what they said they were doing, and uh, and uh, there was a lot of good practical uh, 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 programs that you could use and stuff like that. So.
0: Did you find someone like in your area or in your town that, you know, competed in some sort of lifting or like, what was the next progression from there?
4: Um, All the way till I was 16 years old. I never trained with anybody other than the other. I brought friends in Mm -hmm. and they trained with me for a little while. And then of course they weren't as enthusiastic about (laughs) it as me. So, uh, so, but at 16, I went uh, away to school to secondary school in a big town and there they have, a, have the gym and there I met all like-minded people in the a, in a gym and we actually worked out in a, a you know basically like a health club like ex- back in the 60s where would be a health club had chrome equipment and so forth but we had some heavy stuff too so and uh, there were some of them were weightlifters and some of them were uh, just bodybuilders and powerlifting was some brand new at that time and uh uh, you know, within a year or so, I think we outlived that uh, place. We were uh, too getting too strong and too rowdy, and we <laughs> wanted to, to take away the chalk and stuff like that. Mm. And all of a sudden, we said, after that, and uh, went and opened our own uh, place. So, uh, so I, I was the first chairman and the founder of a club. I was only 17 years old at the time, but, you know, all the other guys were uh, adults, but mm. uh, uh, sort of like a little bit of an organizer, so I... Uh, we organized a club that's uh, called uh, KK67. It's called Kraftsburg Klub uh, 1967. Mm-hmm. And it's been in existence since. And it's wow. still one of the premier uh, premier um, uh, powerlifting clubs in Norway. Mm-hmm. Back then it was weightlifting, bodybuilding, and, uh, and powerlifting, which was the three strength sports that were available. And so we did all of them. But because of weightlifting it was an official... Uh, olympic sport we were able to because we were a weightlifting club we were able to get the best equipment we were able uh-huh. to get that, all the lego bars all the all the bumper plates all the stuff like that so we had a very well well equipped uh gym for the time better than anything i could find when i came to america a couple of years later <laughs> wow. yeah so it was it was very very good uh mm. and uh we we were actually you know selling memberships to other people to come and use it so we it paid for us to go and compete in uh, in competition around the country. During and that, which time, was, it didn't happen for anybody else.
1: Yeah. yeah. During that time, um, I saw some pictures. I don't know how old you were, but like you looked like you were in some bodybuilding trucks and you were flexing. So, did you do some bodybuilding
4: then too? Uh, that was my primary thing. I was primarily a bodybuilder. Really? Yeah. I uh, uh, my first bodybuilding contest was at uh, seventeen. <clears throat> I got uh, third in Mister Norway Junior. And then uh, the next year I won it, and in at twenty I won the senior Mister Norway. Dang! Dang. And yeah, uh, but meanwhile I also competed in powerlifting. I was a junior national champion in powerlifting. Yeah, you and... look
0: great in that picture right there.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, I think from. Uh, yeah, from winning Mr. Norway, I think mm. uh, Junior.
1: I think. Yeah, that's great. That reminds me of like a Frank Zane type pose, right yeah, there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you do any uh, Olympic lifting also?
4: Yes, I uh, was age group champion, and then uh, later I even won the nationals in uh, nationals and juniors in uh, in weightlifting as well. Hmm.
0: What do you think of some of the like, the way that strongman is right now? Like with how big some of these individuals are. Um, kind of modern-day strongman. You got Brian Shaw and Hapthor Bjornsson and Eddie Hall kind of leading the charge. What do you think of modern-day strongman?
4: Well, uh, for a while there, I thought that, God, you had to be that big to win. <laughs> but then uh, Martins came and showed them that you don't have to be so big Yeah, to win. and
0: Yeah, what's his body
4: weight? Uh, he still looks big. Yeah, but he's... <laughs> 340. Oh, okay. 340, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he probably more, you know... Okay. Um, yeah, three forty, six six three, three forty. So it's not that. I mean, it's big, but. Uh,
0: Would you like to see any changes to the sport so that guys, you know, don't have to be over three hundred and fifty pounds? Or or do you or uh, do you kind of
4: like the way that's set up? I think it's uh, okay. I think what what. One of the big problems—they're bigger because you have more food, you have more things to do, and you, people are specializing on it earlier. And bigger, more talented people are coming into the sport. So that's one, one of the things. But it shows just the fact that Martins can win the World strongest man and get second at the Arnolds is that you don't have to be that big. I mean, it's kind of. But when I was competing at World strongest man level. I think the, I was you know two ninety nine three hundred pounds uh, most of the time but and that was pretty much the average. There were some people who were smaller and there were some people that uh, uh that were bigger. I think one of the things that i s that I like to see come back is that they are stop um or start again using uh, using events where you need to have grip strength. Mm. like uh, it, uh, Not that grip strength is the most important, but I think grip strength kind of normalizes things a bit. Mm. There's no drugs that are going to make you stronger grip, in my opinion, anyway, mm. maybe there is, but I, I don't... Uh, uh, it's not
0: about your body weight an and it's not
4: about your body weight yeah. either so you you so if you have at least one of the events out of a five or six events it has has in, involved grip strength it kind of normalizes and make it more uh you know less extreme in that sense do you know why they got rid of that or they no it is just it's a, it's a it goes in uh-huh. waves you know mm-hmm. I, I mean a lot of the events they have in competition restarted i mean like uh, the axle lifting and stuff like that, it was something that uh, I started in my contest and then everybody else started doing it. And then, you know, it goes in cycles, somebody else come up with a good event and people do it, and then it depends on the promoter, you know, what they, what events they put in there, and sometimes if they feel like they, oh, well, I have a weak grip, because a lot of people lifting weights are still a weak grip because they use straps all the time mm-hmm. and never uh, never even focused on it, um, they say, oh, but take that out, so you don't need to worry about that part, you know. You probably still crush a lot of
0: these guys when it comes to grip, even even now at your age. You're sixty. How old? Sixty
4: nine. Sixty nine. Um, yeah, I'm actually current world champion in the open class in a couple of events. And uh, what what type of events do you do for grip uh, strength? Like, uh, I, I like the more lifting type events. So. Uh, um, I'm the uh, current world championship in the one arm uh, rolling thunder lift. Yeah. And in the double over and axle uh, deadlift.
0: How much can you pick up like that?
4: Uh, my best is 220. Yeah. <laughs> a kilo, kilo, kilo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Four,
0: like around 440, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh
3: Fair my enough.
4: God. Um, and then what about like uh, if you were to pick Four, up. 484. 484. 484. 4 is my best. And, there's, uh, and the world record is. Uh, is 237 and a half. It is 521, 523. Wow. I think. Is that but, uh, Felix? No, that? No, oh. no, no, no. F- Felix has never, I've n- never been beaten by Felix in that particular event. Uh, yeah, you we tried uh, to we, pull uh, up the we, we did 220 both at the same time. Uh, and there's, I, in, in legitimate competition, I only seen one other lift between the 220 and the 237 and a half and that's a 225 uh kilos that uh the Russian um guy guided...
0: Kirill Yeah, the big, uh the bench the presser. Big presser, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah he can pick up the um yeah he picks up the rolling Thunder uh kind of casually <laughs> yeah <laughs> amazing
4: yeah he's uh he's very strong yeah he did 225 at the in the I think the two the world championship I didn't go to I wasn't yeah. there but uh
0: I think I saw a video where they're like, this is like a near a world record. And he's just like in the middle of like a workout and he just like <laughs> picks it up with each hand, you know, he's yeah. a monster. Yeah. It's very it's insane. Um, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to grip, like how does someone, how do you even, how do you build that up? Cause I know it's, you know, problematic for a lot of people.
4: Yeah. I, in my case, I probably have, you know, natural strong grip, but of course I've lifted the weight since I was so young and mm. used, used my grip the whole time. And, uh, when I started uh, in strongman competition, which I started when I was in my mid forties, uh, mm. uh, I usually would win the farmers walk because I had, had because of the grip. Here's a shot of Mark Felix with like the biggest damn hands you've ever seen
0: in your yeah, life. Yeah, unbelievable. So you're saying, like, to build up grip strength,
4: what are some things? Yeah, uh, actually, I have no, now. I focus a little bit more on it than I did before when I was in strongman competitions uh but uh the main thing is that you use your grip when you're training there's really no reason for using straps on everything. You can see people in there uh, doing pull downs and straps they do they do everything to make it easier but instead, if you want to be strong, you want to make it everything diff- more difficult mm-hmm. so easy way to do it. I hate to waste time just sitting there training grip so i i only inc- I only do grip training. Very limited, and a little more now than I did before. But before, I never did any. I was just using um, axle when I was deadlifting. I was using thick grip on other things, doing bodybuilding events. Uh, I may even do like a, a, uh, like a lateral races with, with with the, the holding ah, the hub or the yep. plate just to work my grip at the same yeah. time. Because let's face it, if you're doing like a concentrated. On your shoulder the weight is very light so why not uh, get some uh, grip strength at the same time mm. so you mainly so, yeah. employ like fat grips and just yeah. using
0: yeah,
4: grips. yeah. Um, do a lot of that st- type of thing yes where did some of these
0: uh some of these lifts come from you mentioned the axle lift when you were doing olympic lifting were there other lifts uh That were in there that aren't in there anymore, like the continental press, where you like take the weight and rest it on your belt, and then you try to figure out a way to hoist it overhead. Did you?
4: No, that was before my time. That was still before. (laughs) No, but uh, uh, I was. I still. When I started lifting, they had three lifts. There was a press, uh, the press, the snatch, and the press. Press. Yeah, the press. uh, Well, it's supposed to be a strict press. Oh, you cleaned it any which way you can. And usually you did a power clean for it, and then you press it, and you're supposed to just press it overhead. No knee bend, no nothing. nothing. But they took it out, I think, out of the Olympics by 1972 because uh, they were getting so, some guys were getting so efficient on that deal. They were leaning way back. Yeah, they were doing like bench presses, basically. Uh. And then it became you're not know, supposed to bend more than a certain point and then it become political who who yeah. got the lift and who didn't and they basically took it out plus mm-hmm. it was also very dangerous of course yeah. the way they, it developed if if they kept it strict it is a good it's a good lift so people cheating with their lifts is not anything new. <laughs> no, no, no. It's been around for a while. <laughs> for a long time. Oh yeah, everybody coming up with something. They need to do
0: that with the squat and powerlifting. They need to just get rid of it. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. always trying to cut them high, right? Yeah. How just about the arch and the bench press? Have you seen yeah. like people's arches oh, yeah. on the oh, bench well, press? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and the bar just moves an inch?
4: Yeah.
0: How about when it comes to like something like a bench press, have you been able to be proficient at that too? Because it sounds like you're good at all kinds of different lifts.
4: No, not the, I've never been very good at bench press. I always liked bench press, but... Uh, uh for the last you know 20, 20 years i haven't really done much bench pressing mm-hmm. because uh in strongman you don't really need it but i like bench press as an exercise and my best bench press in competition was two twenty two and a half. that's over is, 500 pounds yeah no almost right? i think uh, 490 something yeah like 490, right, right yeah 490 wow. 490. uh yeah it's amazing but, when yeah. you talk to people that are strong when
0: they say they're not good at not something they're like, oh, I only squat like seven hundred pounds. <laughs> what about squat?
4: Same thing, <laughs> about, about seven hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so uh, officially in competition, I think where uh, you know, other than in uh, in in strongman, of course, I lifted more, but there, are right. ch- all kinds of cheating in, right. uh, you know, you don't really know what uh, how it's done, but i for that kind of lift uh, for competition. Squat seven oh five is my best, or three three twenty.
0: Something I really love about strongmen is they just they're just they're like hey like whatever way, <laughs> whatever the hell way you want to get the weight up, just do it whatever way you can, right? Yeah,
4: right. So like I've yeah, done I'm, I, uh, in squatting cars and stuff like that, and for max weight and stuff like that, I I think uh, in Ireland I remember going against uh, against. Um, uh, Sven Carlson and, uh, and Big Glenn Ross. Ross about 450 pounds, huge squatter and stuff like that, and probably squat 1,000 pounds. Uh, even back then, could do a 1,000-pound squat. Uh, I was very competitive when it was that type of squat where it was not uh, normally depth, and I think it was from bottom up. Wow. So it's more of a you know, it's just right. really a strength, it's not a technique but just strength type of thing. So yeah, so I, I had a pretty decent legs strength from that standpoint, but not it never been that great in powerlifting. Of course I didn't start really doing powerlifting and learning how to do it properly uh till in my forties. So how much weight can you do on
0: a regular deadlift with a regular bar double overhand? Have you ever tried that?
4: I had never tried for max when I, but I used to train with uh, Josh uh, uh, Josh Brian yeah oh yeah very strong when he was uh, to training and he came and trained with me and stuff like that and I did uh, I did 6 from my toes double over him because he was double weight he was using with straps so I, I didn't, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, to doing, show had
0: yeah. yeah, to show him what's going on right
4: yeah but I don't believe you know I, I, I don't care about lifting any more than I can lift in my hand. Yeah, hands. so
0: everybody listening, I mean, just please go, you know, next time you hit the gym, you know, try 135 and do your normal progression upward. Try double overhand, no hook grip, no straps, just some chalk, and see where you end up. You yeah. know, it's very, very difficult. I think the best I've heard on is like 425 or something. Yeah.
4: 605, that's
0: unimaginable.
4: Wow. Well, like uh, Martins, uh, in his warm-up going up, he goes up over 600 pounds. And, uh, double overhand double also. Double overhand, yeah. Whew. And then he puts straps on when he uh, gets heavy. Yeah. How, yeah. how old is Martins? Uh, he's 29, I think. He just turned yeah. 8 or 29.
0: And and where did you meet him? How'd this, uh, how'd this happen?
4: Uh, <laughs> he, he saw the, uh, uh, I think back like this is like eight, nine years ago when he saw we were having uh, the LA Fit Expo, the Ode Hagen Strength mm-hmm. Classic, and he uh, caught hold of them and uh, asked if he could compete, and they, they said, yeah, you had to compete, you had to uh, contact Ode, and they gave him my phone number, he called me, and talked to him, and he said, yeah, yeah, he had done an amateur competition back in the, in uh, Boston, and he said, yeah, I want to compete, I said, you know, uh you you better come out here and check out what the weights are because you know we, we, this was when we did this was a pro-am so it was ah, very heavy weights yeah so uh he came out and he said yeah no you're right <laughs> i can't lift this weights see it <laughs> but he says i want i but i want to go do it so i said you just come out here and train so he started training with me uh, like uh eight nine years ago mm. And, uh, He's had
0: a very fast progression to the Yeah, top.
4: and he was going up, you know, every year he got stronger and stronger. And he, but it was only in 2000, so this was 2011 probably, or 12, 11. Uh, first time I let him compete in, in that competition mm. was in 2015. And of course, then he beat all the pros as an amateur. Yeah. Wow, uh, holy
0: shit. What makes him different? Like what makes him special, you think?
4: Well, his his dedication, uh, but real special is that he actually prepares for this stuff. He prepared for his training better than most people. Uh, really proud of him from the beginning. First of all, he had very good lifting technique from the beginning. I didn't. He it's something that his father, he had you know his father had been a weightlifter back in uh, in uh, Latvia, uh, growing up before he went to university. And uh, so he taught his son really well in terms of his, uh, so his squatting and everything else. Mm-hmm. He came as a, as a, he was a, a trainer at 24-Hour Fitness when he came to mm-hmm. me. And, and I know that uh, though the trainers at that time was being trained quite well in terms of the training people. Nobody in the gym knows to squat, nobody's going to deadlift, they don't know how to lift, right. basically. And uh, he just had this perfect technique on everything. So yeah, that was one thing. And the other thing is just the fact that he just prepared for, uh, back then, stretching, uh, activating muscles, and g- getting ready for uh, for lifting. Mm-hmm. No, nothing is uh, done by uh, haphazardly. He does uh, all the little, all
0: the little stuff that
4: no one wants to do. Maybe yeah, yeah. All the stuff that is not in a typical mind in our. Uh, or meatheads uh, yeah. to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to want do, to stretch. You know, yeah. no, I don't want to stretch. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Shit. I want to lose heavy weights. Yeah. Right. And, but he does all the other stuff, and he does it very well. And he's so that's what's. I think it makes him different. Is he's so athletic and so flexible and uh, stuff like that. You see him uh, when you you know he did that, this sto- uh, about that uh, 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 world record on the uh, was it uh, the stone? You no know, the. Um, the the barbell squat the squat the lean-over squat the, oh yeah the, yeah the the lean over squat and we were actually that was for, for at the Arnold's he did it the first time right mm-hmm. so uh, it was just a few months before then that uh, Terry uh, Todd called me at the time and uh, said uh, you know uh, we want to have Martins compete in the Arnold's but we can't because the, they had this uh, qualifying thing and he hadn't uh, he had been injured so he couldn't go to the mm-hmm. qualifier so he was not but do you think he could set world record in uh, doing the um, doing the Milo Steinborn uh, squat? Yeah. And I said, well, how much is it? Uh, he says, five fifty. I said, yeah, I'm 100% hmm. sure. And uh, just then, then, Martins was staying in my house at the time. So he just walked past me. I'm sitting in the chair and he was <laughs> behind me. I said, uh, Martins, do you think he could uh, do more than five fifty on uh, Steinborn for the Steinborn lift? He said, uh, you know what it is? Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. I never tried it, but I, I, yeah, sure, I can do. Did <laughs> like what five sixty two, right? Huh? Yeah, like, yeah, he can do plus a lot more. <laughs> so it's just his... a little bit every year. To yeah. uh, oh, <laughs> he's got yeah. a strong uh, belief in himself. Yeah. So uh, the f- funny thing was this: I, you know, I don't know if you know Terry or no, yeah, I a little Terry, bit, new yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he, he, When you phone Terry, it's at least an hour. <laughs> So an hour later, when I finally get off the phone with Terry, I go to the training hall, and and uh, sure enough, there's Martins in there trying out the Steinborn, and he's already first first time he tried it, he went up to 500 pounds. Mm. Oh my gosh!
2: Yeah, I would just like uh, add that he's really good for the sport of strongman. Like um, I've seen a handful of these competitions, and I don't think anyone is more animated up there on the stage. I remember uh, I forgot the uh, the event, what were they like they're pushing the um, I, again, I don't know what it's called, but there's
4: going in a circle. Oh, yeah, the Conan circle. Yeah, okay, yeah. So the, the, that's the, the one. The true Conan circle at the Arnold. Yeah, yes,
2: yes, yes. He destroyed that event, and then um, you know you're looking around. I think Half Thor is getting ready to go, and then you look up, and he's just at the top of that circle, just screaming. Ah! And it's just like he got everyone so fired up, and you don't see that from any other competitors. Yeah. You know, you'll see Half Thor and Shaw like they'll they'll get excited, they'll scream. You know, they'll do whatever they got to do. But nobody really takes it quite like that, and I think that's so important for the strongman sport right now.
4: There's yeah. really nobody else like him. Yeah, he's a good personality. Yeah. He, he comes. Uh, he's a good guy, uh, first of all. But it comes across when he does the videos and stuff like that. He, he, his personality comes through, and you know, people maybe one thing on on the air and something else outside. But he's a, he's a good guy generally speaking. So,
0: does he? Do, what how, what amount of conditioning is required? for strongman because some of the events um you know seems like it takes a tremendous amount of conditioning and my small uh um understanding of strongman and and doing like things like farmers carries and stuff it seems like you got to be in shape for the sport too right
4: yeah you got to be in good shape it's a it's a fitness for the sport obviously and uh that goes with uh, hours of training <laughs> uh training the events and and uh and the accessories but i think that what uh, maybe uh, Martins does better than other people is that he de- he doesn't do heavy weights all the time. You know, he's a 900-plus uh, uh, deadlifter. I think 975 is the best oh, wow. he's done in deadlift, right? But you never see him, you hardly ever see him do 900-plus deadlift in the gym. Ah. I mean, he might, once in a while, he'll do, uh, he, you know, heavy, heavy deadlift for him, he goes up to maybe like 800-something, 855-something like that. Uh, and then uh you know before a big competition, you may go over nine hundred and do it a few reps. is that some yeah. of your training philosophy as well, or do you kind of yeah.
0: think that like uh let's yeah, you know let's do it on the so, platform
4: yeah sometimes uh, less is more you know if you uh, mm-hmm. I think that one of the biggest problem with a lot of the lot of the athletes today is that they're all the time just training hard heavy 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 heavy, and uh, you know the it's just translate into and mm-hmm. Heavy and strongman is very heavy, yeah. so they so they get injured, you know, and and stay injured, you know. Uh, not that uh, you know, Martinez has 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 a share of injuries also, but mm-hmm. he 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 is very intuitive and so back off right now. He's supposed to be competing in Dubai, but he's not going to because he still he had this nerve problem with his uh, neck that. Translate into uh, taking all the strength out of his one arm. So, mm. but he, he's come back already. He's almost uh, ready to to go again. But he's going to wait and probably do like the team team championships in uh, in uh, in UK for the the world team competition. He may he, I think he will do that because there's a team and they can kind of he's working with Kear, Rob Kearney and they will probably kind of take turn in such a way that uh, they can together do really well. And then he's going to do the uh, Arnold uh, USA at the Santa Monica Pier hmm. and qualify for the next year's, uh, for the, do for s- Ohio. Do some
0: of your lifters, do they do like actual like cardio training? Like is there any reason to do sprints on a bike
4: or, you know, anything like that? Uh, Not a lot of that, hmm. no. It's, uh, you know, walking and... Being generally fit, I think is really important, but I don't know necessarily if you don't need to do a specific cardio
1: How about like for a lot of like maybe undersized strong men that are listening to this um and they want to be like martins or they want to be able to you know compete against bigger individuals. Is there anything special that they need to think about in their training or they just need to work hard?
4: Well, they need to work hard obviously yeah, of course. but uh but I think that uh like uh, less is more sometimes, and uh, if they're smart and learn the events better, uh, technically there's there's always uh, mechanical uh, advantages to uh, to a lot of things. Now, Martin's uh, weakness, or he considered his weakness, is overhead. But at Arnold, he get two reps at what is that, four uh, four fifty on the log. Oh wow! You know, so I mean, and win it. It ties with all the other guys. So. Uh, but a lot of times you'll see him doing uh, more technique on the dialogue because he's, uh, he's he doesn't have the press or the this, just the regular the the, the static uh, press of uh, some of the other guy like uh, mm-hmm. like uh, Thor Half Thor, for example. Uh, he uses no technique <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, i i think he uh, his overhead could be so much higher if he actually learned how to do do it uh, uh, properly mm-hmm. uh but he he's so strong he still wins uh, without uh, doing it like yeah but as you could see it in training when he and Mar- Martins trained together uh there were you know they were just super heavy i think it was a log they were doing log lifting with maybe like uh, Three seventy or something like that, and they're doing uh, doing reps and doing sets. And uh, I think they were supposed to do five five reps on five by five, almost on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they were doing. I could be wrong, but it was something like that. And Martins, you know, easily did five reps, and then um, uh, Thor barely could do the first first set with five reps because he's mm-hmm. just just pressing it, you know, and it's very uh, not uh, very uh, efficient. And then the next set. Martins does the same thing, and the, the next thing, and the next thing. And, and, uh, and Thor's performance steadily went down because he was all depending on his strength and yeah. not using any technique.
1: Yeah. I think that's a big thing that people can get from that because, like, like you said, he's not doing heavy work all the time, but his technique. And, and Andrew and I, we were on Martins' Instagram yesterday, and I was looking and looking at his lifts, and it's just the way he moves you can just tell that he just moves so well for the yeah. size that he's carrying. He moves like he's a uh, hundred and something pounds as a weightlifter. Yeah. But it's 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 crazy how just how how good his technique is.
4: Yeah, it's it's that's if you if you're smaller, you got to be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and and, and in a strongman, you can be just as good as anybody else. I think that. Uh, uh, what's uh, ha- what's happened with the uh, the deadlift over the last few years? Because like.
0: You know, you're mentioning that Martinez does around a 900-pound deadlift. But the deadlift really exploded. Like the, a common deadlift for a strongman, I would say, maybe maybe like five or eight years ago was like 800, and it was a little more uncommon to see 900, and yeah. you weren't really seeing it now. Yeah. yeah, now it's like uh, I think there's been four, five, six, seven guys to hit up over a 1,000 pounds. And
4: yeah. yeah, what has happened is that uh, over the last, yeah, five to eight years, they start having a deadlift in every, every strongman yeah. competition. It's become like, beside, uh, beside stones yeah. is the yeah. main event. And uh, to some degree, that's unfortunate, but it's been great for us, uh, for, uh, for deadlifting. I think he has this, imp- you know, deadlifting is just unbelievable yeah. uh, what, the, what the level of deadlifting has uh, gone to. That's because they train it all the time. And, uh, but um, I think uh, it does require, a special body type to be really good in it, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, uh, some people do much better on the deadlift. Um, it, uh, at my best, maybe you know, seven fifty dead in a conventional deadlift. Mm-hmm. But if you put the put put the side handles on, nine hundred pounds would be no problem for me to mm-hmm. lift mm-hmm. because of my belt. Right,
0: and then uh, yeah, somebody like you mentioned Glenn Ross earlier. Um, someone like him, he might struggle a little bit more with something like a deadlift. If you're shorter framed and thicker, it might be a little more difficult.
4: Yeah, right. Uh, he didn't, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. He but was, some yeah. people, yeah, he yeah. he was a big deadlifter too. Yeah, he was, uh,
0: he, he was pretty yeah. good on yeah. uh, not pretty good. He was amazing with yeah. the uh, the the setup that they used to have at the Arnold with the Hummer tires. Yes, they don't really yeah. do that one as much yeah. anymore. I haven't no. seen that one in a little while. And even
1: his deadlift, though, he didn't lose his positioning when he was doing that. Like you notice-
0: right. I don't know if it's maybe
1: because of his height, but a lot of the other strongmen, like their their hips, are leaving him when they start. But him, his deadlift was so good. Yeah. This guy's pretty and good. him too, yeah, yeah. Who's,
4: but but uh, Brian has become a very very good deadlifter as well. Obviously, he's uh, one of the best there is also. But of course, yeah, he has his so much is... uh, much uh, size to to do it with.
0: Yeah, his deadlift has progressed uh, a ton. Who's the strongest person? You know, who do you, who do you think is the strongest person that you've ever,
4: that you've ever seen is? I think the most accomplished strength athlete I've ever seen is uh, Sindronas uh, Savikas. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's probably, uh, I, he, he he should be, should be very close to the title of uh, being the strongest man that ever lived, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, he won uh, like seven or eight Arnold classics in a row. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah, and
4: he uh, won the world. I think about four times. Yeah, three, four times. Plus he won the uh, IFSA World Championship, which was sort of like a parallel Mm -hmm. competitions. So yeah, no, he uh, uh, he's just amazing, and he's still in uh, great shape. And he competed like on the very highest levels for twenty five years. Wow! You know, his first first World Strongest Man, I think, was in nineteen ninety eight. I think. What do you think made him different? I don't know. He's just this, this uh, mind. Uh, now he 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 was obviously very big. Also, he was uh, at the biggest, over four hundred, well over four hundred mm. pounds. Um, but uh, not so tall, 6'4". six four, six uh, six four. But he, you know, as a kid, he 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 uh, uh, tied for uh, for gold at the, uh, I think the. 2000 IFSA, you know, the IFSA, um, IPF uh, world Championships. So, mm. I mean he's a very accomplished uh, power, uh, lifter, lifter, power lifter, technically and uh, everything else and he um, but the amazing thing is that look at it it's terrible overhead but he's so strong <laughs> he just presses anything it doesn't matter like I've seen him at the, the Arnold's when he was doing the, uh, the refereeing was refereeing referee and he's doing the uh, axle and you know he or he, he's Practically on his toes uh, mm, yeah. when he's pressing overhead, and it still goes up. And I remember only like, well, 2002. We both competed against him. I competed against him four times, ta- no, f- five times total. But four times prior to the World Strongest Man in 2002, and he beat me twice, and I beat him twice. And in overhead, we were about the same. You know, we were lifting. Uh, back then, you know, we didn't choose the weight, so whatever it was. But you know, for our, our uh, or axle or or at that time, uh, the log was around three fifty. Wow, okay. three fifty to three seventy, maybe. And uh, but he 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 is already on at three hundred pounds. It looks like he's going to fail. Mm. And then he goes the next one, and he still mm. could do it. But then he, but he wasn't uh, by no means. Uh, he was kind of like we were right there. Uh, you know, some of the best, but not the 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 best. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, then it uh, he just he just took off
0: from there. Yeah, Marius Pujanowski was very dominating. We're seeing him on the screen here. Yep. would he be able to thrive in in the kind of land of the giants that we have now? I
4: don't think so. Uh, he's an unbelievable athlete, but yeah. uh, but uh, he depended a lot on the, on, on his strength, his, his right. technique. His his deadlifting wasn't uh, particularly good, but uh, he uh, he would never give up. I mean, yeah. he's like a, uh the energizer bunny yeah they just uh, keep going he's very lean for a strong man yeah, yeah he was shredded he looked, yeah, like, a, he looked yeah, like three a... three you know and i don't know what, what year this is but he's probably over 300 pounds here and he's not that tall wow.
0: what about what about someone like benedict magnuson benedict magnuson um had some amazing strength and um you know as far as a deadlifter he still has the highest deadlift uh um, i think without straps he still has the highest yeah. official powerlifting deadlift and then as a powerlifter he was pretty darn strong and as a strongman he was he did pretty well but it seemed like uh, maybe he was a little distracted and maybe not focused but he seemed like he had a lot of talent.
4: Lots of talent. Very strong guy obviously. When you have that kind of deadlift uh, you can do pretty much uh, anything and he's very athletic too but uh, yeah I think he, it, it wasn't what he wanted to do probably more mm. than anything else. Uh, You've got to want to do it but yeah. he is one incredible deadlifter. So i think he'd kind of like to just do the deadlift and uh it thrives on that the deadlift is is uh would you say in your opinion kind of the centerpiece of strongman it has become so and and uh, truly in some ways uh, uh you know picking up a weight from the ground on uh, is pretty basic and primal mm-hmm. so and did you, did you use a lot of uh,
0: forms of deadlifting, like in your career, just to kind of have a strong lower back for all the different events? So it may be like, whether you deadlifted in a competition or not, it still might be really important to have that type of strength, right?
4: Yes, uh, deadlift was always a core event, squat and deadlift was always a core event in uh, in training for strongmen, and, uh, but... When I competed, it wasn't very often that we had uh, actually. Con- I don't think I ever did a conventional deadlift in the, in the, in the strongman competition. Mm. There was always some kind of uh, apparatus or something like that mm-hmm. uh, whenever we had it. Did you? uh do you ever like use hook
1: grip in your training, or do you always use like double overhand or straps? Has there ever been a reason for you to hook?
4: uh, uh hook. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would love to be able to, but it it hurts too much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You had you had had to practice uh, a lot before you uh, before you can do it, and I'm bothered with it because I feel like if I'm going to do double overhand, may as well do it uh, Mm -hmm. open hand and get stronger. Yeah. But uh, uh, your phone? (laughs) I don't know who's somebody's phone, but uh, (laughs) probably
0: Ed Cohn calling us. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> that's funny earlier he was saying that ed well, Cone is, is basically you know like what was like a six eight person stuck in a five you know no, it's, eight it's, person's six, body six, six, no six foot four <laughs> oh, six four six, there seven, you go yeah because they got like the same hand size but of course you know ed Cone's like what a foot two feet shorter than you no <laughs> <laughs> two or three foot feet foot shorter yeah. Yeah. he's gonna stab me next yeah. time he sees me
1: <laughs> a foot shorter i don't, I don't even go. think we've talked about his hands on this episode just yet they, they look like tennis rackets they're
0: they're massive <laughs> yeah well i I'm hoping that he punches you today that's what i'm pushing. I'm hoping that he punches you and not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got some wi- wide hands uh do you have a is your family like heritage or people big in your family
4: no, really, really? No. you're just uh, uh i this is actually a, a, testimony, a testimony to weight training and resistance training when you're growing up. I was, like I said, I was very intensely interested in this thing and it was the training all the time. And uh, But that also meant that I also watched what I ate and stuff like that. So there's was always high-protein meals and I drank a ton of milk and uh, ate a ton of potatoes. Standard part like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I potatoes and milk. But had to be like the most the biggest part of my uh, my uh, growing up and lifting weights and uh, and my the tallest. I have a very big family actually. You know, extended family. If you look at all uh, from uh, my parents, uh, brothers and sisters, there were so many of them. But nobody was big. My father was probably five seven five eight. And my mother was like five, four, five, five. It's not that that range. Wow. And uh, my my brothers were my brother uh, like one that's like five. Uh, one that might be six foot tall. That's probably the only other person in my entire family that is uh, six foot uh, or uh, higher. And uh, one that's one brother is like five seven. Mm-hmm. He always was like half my size, and uh, you know. Uh, I was weighing 120 to 140 <laughs> kilos, and he weighed 60 kilos. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. When you came here too, like you played, I think you played in the
4: NFL, right, for a little bit. Very short. I uh, when I, uh, I, I I in college, I got uh, uh, I signed with the Redskins. Uh, and uh, but didn 't pass the physical during this. Uh, I went to many other camps and stuff that but i couldn 't uh, didn 't get on the squad because i I tore my um, my groin running track uh, in the in the conference championship. I tore my groin in the finals i' got the finals in the hundred uh, yard dash in uh, wow. in, in college. And tore my, but in the process tore my. Probably should I didn't do that much run, training on the running. I was doing most lifting, but I was very fast, but it's uh, you know not very efficient probably. So yeah. I tore tore my groin really bad, and it wouldn't heal uh, very fast. So, so I didn't make it, and uh, I uh, came to California, and then uh, next year I uh, went and tried out for the Forty ers and signed as a free agent with them. Played a few games. Mm-hmm had a bad ankle sprain that put me into uh, into uh, you know injured reserve mm. and then was let go after the season started and of course I didn't get picked up gotcha. so because uh, but i I could have probably gone back the following mm. year but I, mm-hmm. I I went to grad school instead okay. did you play football in college yes and so you went you you it was came, a small college. I was the first time yeah. ever somebody signed signed sign yeah. NFL from my school. That's Mike's really college.
0: rare. I mean, a lot of times people that <coughs> that go professional in a sport, a lot of times they've been playing it since they were really young. Yeah, you didn't have exposure to American football until you moved here, right? Yeah, no, no. Playing high school?
4: No. Well, I was here at one year in high school as a exchange student, and I played played then, so I had a little bit idea what what it was. When I came back to come to college. I had I had to I had to go back and finish high school in Norway too. Because right? I, I graduated from high school here, and then I had to go back and finish school in Norway. Mm. And then I, I came to I came to college. And when I came to college, I had just won Mister Norway, and all I wanted to do was do do bodybuilding when I came here. But like I said, there was no weights, and uh, uh, there was the weight room was so poor that uh, uh, when somebody started pushing me towards, I ah, hey, you should come and play football. Mm. Uh, I I went to start playing football. Yeah. Well, it didn't have much success the first year because they put me like in middle guard. I remember, mm. you know, like in the defense, and I had uh, clueless what was happening around yeah. me. I just could yeah. knocked the crap out of me. I mean, I mean, the strongest, the fastest guy on the team, but I, I, I was not right. uh, totally inefficient, right? So they learned, they uh, figured out they pulled, pulled me out, pull me out, and put me on the outside as a as a defensive end, outside linebacker type uh, position, and then I excelled uh, for the next two years and okay. And uh NFL started looking at me. After that, did you head into more, um, like, did you head into, like,
1: Olympic lifting? Did you head straight into strongman training, or was it bodybuilding? It was pre-
4: pretty much bodybuilding, uh, okay. yeah. And... um uh I, I just did everything else as yeah. well so in college i like uh, like i said it's like uh, i i bodybuilded, i competed in uh, AAU uh, mm-hmm. junior west america while i was in college I, okay. was in the middle of, i think it was in the middle of the uh, football season mm-hmm. <laughs> so you imagine i wasn't <laughs> exactly in best shape but yeah. but i i competed uh and I met a lot of uh, uh guys that became very Big in bodybuilding uh, mm-hmm. from the, from that time, but anyway, uh, I also competed in uh, wrestling mm-hmm. and competed oh, I, in, uh, yeah. and, oh, and yeah. in and in and uh, in track and in track. I, I, I like I said, I ran a hundred, mm-hmm. so I ran a relay, I ran a hundred, I ran uh, I uh, high jumped, I shot put and discus. Damn, that's a lot of in range. There, in <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, in shot put and discus, of course, I was, in our conference, I was. Uh, I think I won every time. I think mm-hmm. I had most mostly like uh, almost undefeated. Uh, but in, uh but I was uh, competitive in the uh, hundred yard dash too.
0: Mm-hmm. Why do you think um, some of these other countries are so strong? You know, like Norway and Finland and Iceland and.
4: Got any, uh, well, got any theories I, on that? I, I, <clears throat> I, I no. I I think it's just uh, a focus when. But there, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, there's also genetics, obviously, but the Icelanders have got to be. It's like the only three hundred thousand people there, and uh, mm. and they are uh, so many people there, so strong. Not only strong, the the CrossFit girls are like yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, they're crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. So and there's also some guys in CrossFit from there too. But but uh, yeah, no, the, that's very unusual and. Uh, you know it's a, you know it's survival right yeah maybe it's, it's sort of the same with you know uh the uh, african-american uh here you know they just yeah. survive some incredible things over 400 years that yeah that make the it's only the strongest guys that uh survive so that's why you have a very 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 lot of fantastic athletes mm-hmm. but it's you know it's it's sort of like your circumstances i think in, in norway it seems like uh uh O- of course, uh, Icelanders and Norwegians are uh, uh, essentially basically the same in uh, mm-hmm. terms of, the, or they may be more Norwegian than, uh, Icelanders may be more Norwegian than uh, Norwegians because Norwegian right. gets mixed, uh, you know, is closer to the continent and is more mixed and the Vikings brought back more people from all over the world. But uh, it seems like in just a like pure strength port when uh, 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 most of the Scandinavian focus on that they get very good at it and also in very endurance sports and stuff like that mm. because you've seen some fantastic endurance athletes and of course we have them with the best uh, cross-country skiers in the world and uh, so forth like that so you know the it's i think it's just a matter of uh obviously there's a uh, you know uh, people what, what people focus on you know
0: yeah what about uh mikhail kokilev he was pretty uh damn good at like a lot of different things he had Olympic lifting background strongman background powerlifting background um that's a pretty well-rounded st- uh, strength athlete uh, yeah
4: he, very similar to Martins and so this technique and stuff mm-hmm. like that but he was a very accomplished he was all Russian champion in uh, in Olympic lifting and I think he, he didn't continue the Olympic lifting because of uh, getting busted uh, <laughs> on the uh, anti-doping type uh, program but uh, great guy fantastic athlete and again when anybody when you first come into strongman it was very interesting you can see him uh on on on, in a competition and he's doing deadlifts right and um and you're looking at him doing it it looks like he can do 50 reps you know he is nine reps and they're like absolute picture perfect and they look like there's nothing and then the 10th oh and then stop but that's uh, uh, from his uh, he got over that mm-hmm. but that's how we in the beginning because in in uh, olympic lifting they learn they don't stress on anything yeah. if it doesn't go, if it isn't done it's not done you know you, you can't press out i mean any little press out on the jerk or on the on the snatch yeah. is no lift so they don't oh, do oh. it so they learn they're like disciplined you boom you're done yeah if you're to struggle stop it's it's no no, no lift so on the deadlift obviously it is uh-huh. a struggle right so he has this fantastic technique uh, on uh, on uh, on uh, on deadlifting but didn't have you know the idea that you got to just struggle to finish it uh-huh. and of course he finally yeah this is probably an example of it he'll it looks like every rep is like nothing and then he's uh he, yeah, stops. he always
0: makes it look so, beautiful yeah. you're like oh my yeah. god how's he able to lift like that yeah
4: <clears throat> as a I, training just, I just love to watch him uh, deadlift it's just like uh, a The same thing yeah. it's his perfect uh, form form' eight god you got the right video I think <laughs> yeah. <There> <laughs> probably what I'm thinking about almost uh, that that barbell is sitting in our training hall by the way oh wow. yeah yeah that's cool it says nine mm. and it looked like it was nothing right
0: yeah right now he's mm. starting to get gassed a little bit maybe you kind of see yes. that a lot from the Russian lifters, like they, they go to pull on a weight and it doesn't seem like it's going right for them. And they just, they put the yeah. weight down and they just like wave there, to the there. crowd and walk see? off. See? Yeah. He's like, forget yeah. it.
4: Yeah. Because he's not used to that. Yeah. He, he should have, he probably, uh, after doing, uh, strongman for a little while and getting uh, that weight, he probably could have done 15 reps on, I think. Yeah.
1: As a training philosophy, though, like it, it, it makes sense in terms, of, I guess, you know, lasting for a long time. I mean, of course, you want to push through it, but yeah. he's like, hmm, I might, it might not go well for my back. Just drop it.
4: Yeah, but that, but that wasn't wasn't what it is. Yeah, it was, it was just the fact that the, his his uh, he, he was trained not to strain on the lift. Mm. If you strain on the lift, it's on no lift. Yeah. So it doesn't help. You strain and finish it, but you don't get it anyway. Mm-hmm. But in of course in powerlifting or in strongman. You can strain all you want, and yeah. if you get it up, you uh, you get a lift, right? Yeah. So no, he learned how to do it. I mean, he was he could squat four hundred kilo, deadlift four uh, hundred uh, kilo. What else he was doing? Yeah. incredible uh, feats of strength. He did doing like in exhibitions, back to back. He is total legit. No mm-hmm. fake weights, no fakes, nothing but him. He is a super athlete.
0: Yeah, he's He should
4: have been a World Strongest Man. You know, he should, but he. I don't think it'd line up, it didn't line up for him.
0: No. It takes a lot of concentration, too. Yeah. I mean, you have to have a really good, you have to have a good year. You might even need a couple other people to have a bad year. Yeah, yeah, of course. And a lot yeah. of things got to line up, and you got to, like you said earlier, it's got to be something that you really want to do. Yep. And it's got to be something that you're super, uh, you stay super connected to and uh, dedicated to. Yeah, how have you been able to lift for so long? Like, we just talk, dropped a little bit about longevity. How, how have you been able to train for so long? Well,
4: I as you get older you get a little smarter luckily. <laughs> uh so I know when to back off also. And uh you know I, I I look at it like this is a lifetime activity. So for me I'm this is what I'm going to doing. I remember when I first walked into that gym I told you about uh, before uh, uh, when I was 16 and I was uh, hanging out with these old guys, old guys they were probably like 30, 25, 30 years old at the time, you know, real old guys. Yeah. For me, I was only uh, 17, 16, 16, 17, and they said, oh, yeah, this is what we're going to be doing. We have one, one, one foot in the grave and the other one in the dumbbell. You know, this is what we're doing. And uh, that's uh, that's always stuck with me. Yeah, no, yeah, you had to know what to back off, but you need to, you know, you. I, I mean, I'm... I found myself, you know, overdoing it at times also. You know, you, th- you think you, you, at one point and you yeah, get off and then you come back and you try to jump right back in. You don't uh, take your time to, to build it back up. And I, I'm, I'm certainly guilty of that as well. But I, I think uh, common sense has has prevailed most of the time. So that's why I'm still here.
0: You look like you're in pretty good shape right now. Or do you pay a lot of attention to your nutrition as well? Yeah, I watch what I eat, and
4: I'm trying to keep my weight down a little bit. And, uh, I'm down around 120 kilos right now, 265-ish, and which is the light as I've been in a long time. Wow. But I also, I also kind of be, uh, getting back into cyclotraining training because I was off for mo- almost six weeks, four weeks for, uh, because I got ill after a surgery. And uh, really couldn't train, and then uh, I had to travel for two weeks and go to Japan and go to Russia and do that stuff. So I didn't have it. so it ended up being like six weeks of not really any kind of fo- focused training, and it really you at nearly seventy, it it affects you more. I think. I mean, I I could have done that in the past and probably not felt much much of it, but now I feel like I really had to build up from scratch.
0: What do your uh, children think? Are they some? Are they sometimes like? Dad, like, dude, you're you nearly
4: seventy years old. The fuck, you doing? <laughs> <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Do any of them work out? Uh, yeah, I think they all, uh, they're all three of them are active, but uh, yeah. not, not really. Not weight training? Oh, no, not really. How about the surgery? What was the uh, surgery on? The surgery was actually just to uh, uh, get rid of the, I, I had like a lipoma on my shoulder and, oh. on, my, and on my back. i has been there for 35 years. I mm-hmm. didn't remember when I started seeing it, but it hadn't really changed. And every time I talked to the doctor, they said, yeah, no big deal. You could take it out, or you can leave it in. It's obviously, not, nothing wrong with it. And, uh, but you can take it out so we can schedule it. And I never found a time in my schedule where I. Uh, because if you do it, you're going to have to yeah, stay yeah. put. Uh, uh, and and not travel or not compete certainly, mm-hmm. but reality was that if it was just for the surgery, I would have been back in full training after two, every one or two weeks. Yeah, I, there was a but I I had the uh, the um, anesthesia shut down my uh, urinary system. Oh, yeah. oh wow! So I, uh, I you know, the worst thing you could happen to you, I guarantee you that it was not the nice uh, nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so I, I really couldn't do it. I've been walking around with a damn uh, bag down my leg for mm-hmm. a month, you know? Gotcha. That's yeah, brutal. Brutal. yeah. No, the surgery was totally perfectly fine. The doctor said, you know, I, n- never any, anything seepage, no nothing. And it just healed like uh, in a few days. Mm-hmm. I swear I could have. Uh, I would have been lifting, uh, based on what he was telling me, ahead of the surgery. Mm you know it was many weeks yeah based on what i saw it would have been a few days mm. and i would have been lifting uh, i would yeah. be a little careful obviously because you don't want the the incisions were pretty long they were like uh, uh up to four inches uh, wow. so so that's pretty long so you wouldn't want it to be tearing open but nothing uh, it was very good but i was my body shut down so yeah, <laughs> i didn't yeah. i couldn't do anything for a month anyway so
0: mm-hmm. how'd you lose weight
4: just uh be careful with eating.
0: Just paying attention.
4: Yeah, paying attention pretty much. Um the uh w- losing weight would be very easy if you just gave up the beer. <laughs> That's difficult to give up, yeah. yeah. A couple of beers after training is uh, very important in my opinion. <laughs> so. And uh, I'm not going to deny me that so I ought to deny me no, de- de- my, deny myself something else instead. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I could probably lose another 10 pounds probably. But I, I, this was actually my goal to get down to this weight. Yeah. So I, I, I see if I can stabilize at this and get strong at this weight. Mm-hmm. And it, Yeah, it's hard because
0: now you're starting to work on getting stronger again. Yeah. And then you're going to want to kind of like pack on the side. Yeah, it, uh, it comes uh,
4: on really fast too when you're doing that. So if you're trying to keep it down, that uh, makes it a little harder to yeah. uh, get the strength, I think.
1: Yeah. Back in '99, that's when you won America's Strongest Man, right? Yeah. Do you remember what your like your nutrition and your training looked like back then?
4: Uh, yeah, it's very similar to uh, to now actually. Yeah. In a sense, I, I, uh, I was training specifically for strong man, but I also did some, you know. But I used to, I used to you know, uh, I, I adapted uh, pretty much Westside uh, way uh, of training to strong Oh, wow. but in but I involved uh, but I did you know the squatting and the deadlifting and the and the bench press and stuff like that but it was also I had the log lifting and all the other stuff so it was really geared towards strong man but using uh, uh and I think one of the things we we're talking about longevity uh, that I uh, I think it's very important I do a lot of explosive work instead of just uh, very heavy stuff so i I limit the amount of uh, you know uh, absolute uh, lifts, and that's the same back then. I would maybe do kind of uh, once or twice a week, or some kind of uh, absolute. But uh, most of the training were dynamic uh, speed training. Wow! And, and lighter weight, yeah. And you did you like con-
1: do you continue to maintain that through your training even today?
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I still use uh, I still use uh, bands and sometimes chains even and stuff mm. like that to mm-hmm. moderate my training. So maybe just deadlift like two or three plates with a
0: band on there and just move fast. Yeah. Like move with proper form and
4: move as fast, fast as you can. Fast as you can, yeah. And then you do that on squats and squats, stuff like that too squat, here and squat, there. squat, and some bench pressing, and then some more overhead. I don't do as much overhead because I had a problem with my shoulder, but uh, but uh, yes, it's, I think uh, doing dynamic or strength, uh, uh, doing that, you know, you back up on the weight so it's not as hard on your body. You really get almost the same results out of yeah. it. You do have to do the heavy stuff to be able to be used to doing heavy stuff, but you don't have to do heavy stuff all the time. And you can see the same thing with uh, Martins. So I don't think he thinks in it in the same terms, but he's doing basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's well, working technique and speed and stuff like that. And uh, he does more, more reps than I ever did because I always did, like, very, very few reps. Like, uh, uh, the, you know... The, Always less than five reps, mm-hmm. two to two, two three reps usually, and uh, and he sometimes uh, do like I uh, uh, see circle through go all the way up mm-hmm. to ten reps and stuff like that in some 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 stuff.
0: And doing more reps uh, can help keep the overall amount of weight that you're using. Down, That's the same way too, right? yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: but kind of the same same idea. You back off quite a bit, right? Like I, I see him now, like he, because he's trying to get uh, get back. He, instead of doing regular squats, he's doing front squats. Mm. But you know, uh, he put on five, five plates and does eight ten uh, front squats with uh, weightlifting style. So mm, yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah,
0: how how do you think he's gonna fare this year? Um, because now, I mean, I know that he wasn't a surprise before; like he was a formidable athlete already. But now it's like he won. You know, so yeah. now he's got a bullseye, and he's not gonna. Uh, like quote unquote surprise anybody you know so the competition level is probably going to get a little stiffer
4: yeah uh, there's a, <laughs> I think his best competition is going to be from Mateus and from Thor half Thor mm-hmm. Mateus, uh Koskovsky and this new kid from uh, Ukraine uh, Novikov it's incredible small guy <laughs> he's a I don't know he's 5'10 maybe yeah hmm. and uh, under 300 pounds unbelievably strong yeah, so uh, uh, there's a lot of young guys, and then uh, uh, Tom Stoltman from yeah. uh, uh, so so. Then so, you know, the competition is very stiff. I think, but I think the Martins, if he's healthy, he could uh, take both the Arnold's and the, mm-hmm. a, and the world's man. Yeah, but I mean, um, you know, you had to be healthy, and you had to hit it, uh, hit hit it right. Yeah, but oh. he's good in every event. You know, he's not lucky, like he's not. He doesn't have any weaknesses, unless he has an injury.
1: Mm-hmm. On that note of injury, because like we, you were mentioning it a little bit, how uh, how do you generally approach that? Because obviously it's going to happen here and there, but how do you approach like your rehab? I know it's a really general question, but are there concepts that you use to work past it?
4: Yes, I I, I think it's really important that you don't quit doing all the stuff because that's typically what people do. Oh, I'm hurting my back, so I can't do anything. Well, you could figure out how to work around it. Mm-hmm. You got to work around your injuries. You got to work ar- around the uh, muscle. T- um, I mean, if you work out and you do anything, it's better than nothing. Mm. And, uh, if you are injured, you got to continue working out, and even the area, but you try to avoid hurting it. Yeah. If you, if you can avoid hurting it, I think it's all good. As long as it doesn't hurt, it's all good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about it's going to hurt when you, uh, you know, no pain, no gain type of thing. But when it comes to injury, it's a different type of pain. That pain you don't want to have in your training, you don't want to irritate it, you don't want to continue because that's it's going to be a never-ending uh, problem. Mm. But if you can train and you do everything you can, as aggressive as you can, w- uh, without feeling the the injury, yeah. I think you you'll uh, rehab much faster. I came off of uh, I was fifty six when I tore my biceps oh, and reha- uh, rehab. And I said, oh, shit. Because I'd been to thinking at that point, I said, you know, if I have a big injury, that's probably what's going to stop me from this. I mm-hmm. told sort of stuff. As soon as I had it done, and uh, i uh, this, uh, that's what it is, so I had to go over to the doctor and get it reha uh, rehab. Uh, I was totally motivated, it's going to come back. And I my—I geared my tra- as soon as I was... Uh, uh, out of surgery, basically, and off the drugs, which was it takes about a couple of three days to kind of like uh, get deep, uh, you know, get away from the pain, uh, pain medication, or get get them out of your system so you can function properly. I started training, mm-hmm. and I and the only time I put anything on my arm was when I was squatting and doing things so that I could you not. Know, I put uh, like a, I didn't have a cast on, but I had this uh, you know cast you put on, and you put it on when you're training so you mm-hmm. don't uh, hurt it. So I, you did uh, did uh, squat, uh, squats on my uh, on my um, Viking press machine, it's like a leverage uh, squat type of thing. I did deadlift on that with one arm and, uh, uh, and used straps so I uh, to get so I could get some weight up uh, uh, on it. So I was able to do all the major things even with, with this. When fi- the, the doctor said that uh, I'll release you for <laughs> for rehab <laughs> in six weeks. That's the, the, the standard. In five weeks, I, I, I told everybody, "You got to release me. I got to get the, the, the rehab." And when I ended the rehab, five weeks, we one week earlier than I was supposed to, the physical therapist tested me. He says, uh, "You are ninety-nine percent. Uh, you on everything. Your range of motion, everything is uh, you know perfect." Uh, uh, I can't do anything for you. I can take your money. You can continue coming here, but <laughs> I can't do anything for you. Whatever you're doing, do continue doing it. And uh, in 12 weeks, I did, in, after 12 weeks, I did, uh, we had a setup with, uh, uh, with stones and I did six, a series of six stones at uh, uh, 12 weeks, full, full weight from uh, low 200 to 400.
1: Wow. After tearing your bicep.
4: Yeah, and that was 12 weeks. Wow. That's one, I, 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 and I, uh, you know, a little more apprehensive, probably wasn't as fast as I was before I did, did it because I, I was really uh, concentrating to make sure I, ha- I had it right, yeah. but I did it. And I uh, noticed that some of the guys coming back from it, I think they're not approaching it right. You need to, you need to uh, activate it. You need to make sure that you don't hurt it, but there's a, because when you cut cut things and it comes put it back together it a lot of little things get deactivated We have a lot of little muscles that we really don't know what they are right and, and those little stabilizers and connectors and stuff like that they get so bad so if you start doing it, you in when you start doing it you're start doing it with one pound you know doing cross with one pound or with no uh, no weight you can't go with five pounds even if you can't do it because all of a sudden you start hurting well, right. it's nothing getting injured, but you're hurting those muscles. They are so de- de- deactivated; you can't do it. So you got to be really, really careful and go really, really small steps, but start really, really low. Mm. And but then you can go really fast. I think very be, be very aggressive.
0: Do you ever, uh, you ever figure out or sit down and think about like why, like just why, like why are you doing this? Like why have you lifted for so long? Is it just something you just simply just love? You love the challenge of it. What do you think? Uh, Gets your gears going. Why you stay connected to it so hard?
4: Well, I think it's uh, I think I kind of de- decided that that's who I am. Mm. You know, I'm strong, and that's uh, I, 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 I if I lost strength, it would I lose who I am. I think. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's so you gotta like, keep got to keep lifting. Yeah, keep got to keep doing it. What
0: um, what's the craziest person you ever met in this sport? Because there's got to be a couple of. Like when we watch this sport and we see the guys bleeding out of their nose and we see someone you know yelling to the camera and stuff, you had to have run across some uh, wild characters or seen some wild stuff. Like, what's the kind
4: of craziest oh, person yeah. you have run into? That's very simple, uh, Johnny Perry.
0: Yeah, oh, I've heard, yeah, I've heard, you heard
4: of him. Well, I, was, I couldn't tell any of the story uh, <laughs> stories that he tell because they yeah. are too absolutely wild. But I do, I do have one story. He. <laughs> Uh, uh got to people like that, right? This, so t- this is in 2001, right? And right after it was actually like a, a, a 9-11, you know? So this was like around the 17th of uh, September. Okay. They still had this big uh, strongman uh, thing in uh, St. Louis. And we flew in from Europe, me and Sven and uh, some other Europeans, flew, we flew in to compete in it. It was just to show support uh, for 9-11 and stuff like that. So they had, a, had it in St. Louis. And Johnny Perry was in it. And one of the events we had was this uh, uh, platform squat, you know, where they had the girls sitting on top of stuff like that. So it was like really heavy, went up to really heavy weight. So It was a like partial squat, but it was very heavy weight. Mm-hmm. And he, something popped in his back. <laughs> <laughs> like like popped and he was like totally out. Oh, they had to uh, ambulance into the hospital. Oh my God. And stuff like that. This was, uh, so, wow. so he's in the hospital. Uh, I think he's in the hospital all, all, all night. Morning, he shows up. He shows up the next day in cu- in cowboy boots and jeans and goes in and uh, we were doing the throwing for height and he goes in there and wins. Uh, wins. <laughs> he went. He went. everybody's like weren't weren't you just in the hospital last night yeah in jeans and the cowboy boots i remember that but i mean uh, the stories he could tell about him is they're not for for the air
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's great i uh i really appreciate and love the kind of old school strongman stuff um they they had some events that were just You looked at them, you're like, this is just not smart. Like like the one where they're they're pushing like a trolley or something, and then every time they try to stop the trolley, like people are getting squished and like run over by it. Like I've seen uh, some old clips of uh, Don Reinhout, legendary uh, powerlifter, you know, pushing some of these things. And I just thought it was cool because at that time they had like pro wrestlers jump into it. You had Ken Patera, who was a really prolific Olympic lifter. And then you also had like NFL football players jumping in on it. And it just seemed like, um, it, it seemed like, <laughs> it seemed like almost like a very unorganized sport where today, like people specifically yeah. train for strong these happen to be strong men that kind of came yeah. in and, and just did the sport cause they were strong.
4: Yeah. There was a, just an ad hoc at that time. You know, they just, uh, put together some events and did it. <laughs> yeah. And these guys were very strong, like you said, but they uh, you know, weren't trained for it. So there were a lot of injuries back then too. <laughs> but mainly because they weren't prepared for to do what they were doing. Has Even there... though the weights weren't very heavy compared to what they are today, but yeah. now people are training. You know, I mean, there are guys coming out, uh, teenagers. We have teenagers training that's gonna want to be strong. Man. Are there some events where
0: you're just like, this is just gonna hurt everybody?
4: Try to stay away from that. Yeah, uh, There are some events that I think are, are are prone to some bad injuries. For example, the Conan's wheel, not the Conan's push that they did at the Arnold. That's a really good event. But, of course, it's only going to be there because it's so difficult to put something like that together. But when you're carrying the front carry like this with the weight and you end up having a lot of weight, it's okay for the lighter guys. But the biggest guys, sometimes they're not... They're not able to, the weight gets too far ahead of them and Ah. they get their knees out front of them and stuff Mm. like that. Uh, You see some really bad injuries. I I think uh, Cendronas tore both his quads on that back in the. Probably 2000, 2001, something like that. And uh, Mark Philippi. And Philippi just killed his uh, leg on it. You know, yeah. After man. first, he had it, it tore it tore one leg, uh, having a car fall on it. And then oh, uh, next year, he comes back and he tears it on uh, on sure. on that event. But you can tell, I have, from just watching it, and I saw Hugo Girard did the same thing. He was leading the competition that we had the world's strongest man Super Series, the Mohegan Sun. Mm-hmm. And he uh, leading the competition by far. He was really this was going to be his year, he probably would have won Man that year. And he's carrying that thing, and his pop pop they, But you have to, uh, very often, these guys don't train it, mm. and they don't do it right. If the hips are forward, it gets all that way. It's just like doing a sissy squat, basically. Ah. When you're walking like a sissy squat, you have all this shearing power on your knees. It's terrible. Mm. You had to crack your hips and be in it like this. But that's much easier if you're thin, uh or t- tall thin person than mm-hmm. a thick uh, heavy person
1: what do you think would be the best way for somebody to train for an event like that like using a y- y- yeah. or what?
4: yeah yeah surgery but you gotta yeah you gotta do the event basically or do things like that and learn how to walk mm. without uh sticking you know, sticking your knees way out in front of your uh toes it's the same thing with squatting you got to keep your toes back you know mm-hmm. your knees back right and uh, when you start walking with this you know with 600 pounds in your hands and you make a wrong step and you your knees are out front mm-hmm. it's bad you mentioned uh utilizing the west side barbell method
0: how have you done that with strongman because i know like you know we have these events and you said you, it's important that you practice the events um but a lot of the events especially like particularly when it comes to like world's strongest men, maybe you don't even know what you're preparing for, but I guess there would be like four or five similar things that you'd be preparing for, right? You got like yeah. a carry a overhead press of some sort, right? Right,
4: right. So like I applying the principles to all the, uh, all the heavy stuff, you know, you do dynamic and you do su- super heavy stuff, depending on what they are. Sometimes their uh, events are just repetition anyway, like uh, tire flips and stuff like that. You know, you're doing it fast. Uh, but uh, but uh, you're, you're right. We, for Rosneros, man, they don't, you know, month out at the most, you know, what the events are. But you you prepare, generally speaking, to all the events. I kind of old school in a way that I like to s- see people... G- just come in and do the events, whatever they put in place on. Because we, when we were competing in Europe and re- running on the tour, uh, they kind of generally told us what there's going to be, and we get there and it could be something totally different. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, but it's the same for everybody. But the problem, <coughs> the problem with it, obviously, is that if you have it that way, the um, um, there's always somebody that knows. Mm. and training specifically for them. And so there always be something in event. So in the US, it's always been since, uh, for the last 20 years, you, you, you'd you say what the events are, the weights and everything like that, and everybody trains for it. Mm-hmm. But personally, I don't like it. I like better if you pull it out of a hat. And I have done a competition where we had, where we were gonna do five events, and we had a bucket of five, a bucket of five. So I had five buckets of five events. And then we pull it, that uh, you know, two days before, and then load it into the truck and take it. So you had to have a lot of equipment if you're going to do that. Yeah. But we 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 did that in one one competition. But it's obviously a quite a kind of a, a little bit of a mess.
0: So training for strongman, there's a lot of training that goes on in the gym, right? Like you're going to train three four days a week in the gym, and then you must uh, probably get outside at least once or twice a week to do the actual events, right?
4: Yeah. And. Well, in our case, we train ins- inside and out the events. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yes, I think that you, uh, if you could be a good strong man, you should incorporate uh, events in almost every training day. Oh, okay. Somewhere, so yeah, some. I mean, yeah, some uh, version uh, of yeah, it. Yeah, deadlift, uh, deadlift day. That's uh, right, that, right. That's yeah. a very important event. So you know, got it. Yeah. Like for me, I, I think that you could do a lot of different types of deadlifts. So, so, of course.
0: Why? Why is uh, an exercise like a breathe, like breathing squats? I don't know if you guys utilize them, but like, why does an exercise like that become popular for strongman athletes?
4: Breathing squat? Yeah, like what we're
0: um, a lot of lifters, a lot of strongman guys that I've seen uh, in the past, they'll they'll do like a rep and then they breathe and then they go and they just like see how many reps in a row they can do with a certain weight. Um, maybe it's because of like you know sometimes in the strong, strongman world's strongest man, they'll add a keg to like each squat the guy does. Yeah. I know like Jesse Murundi and guys from years past, you know, I don't know if it's popular to still use it anymore, but yeah, I I don't
4: know if that's a, I'm sure people are doing that, but I don't think it's a smart thing to do. I think that you should be breathing. I think, uh, but it's, uh, it goes to the fact that like people doing the yoke and stuff like that, they hold their breath when they're Ah. doing it, but you don't need to. I mean, you can, you can have all the power, particularly if you have some mouth guard or something, you bite Mm -hmm. down, breathe through your nose and you, you breathe the whole time instead of holding it. And, when you set it down and you put it and you had to go back or something like that it, you, you're not out of breath but if right. you're holding your breath you're dead <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
0: it's gonna be too difficult yeah the yoke carry what kind of weights were they carrying on that thing there's 17 1800
4: pounds something like that right no they, they have gone up to that in a uh, couple of instances but uh no uh at the arnold's i think they had uh you had 1300 and then you went to 1560 right. or something like that but it's only for a short period. It's just too hard. On the how on much that.
0: weight were we using that day? I was thinking about that. What were we, had, we, we using? We had twenty-five pound plates, I think, on each side. of <laughs> it.
4: Yeah, but it's not the uh, that's not good. I think that sure. uh, yoke is one of those events that uh, probably better if it was uh, stayed around a thousand pounds or less uh, for the strongest guys. Mm-hmm. It, is yeah. that because like
1: a danger thing? You think?
4: Yeah, it's much compression, and you were moving with the weight. You know,
0: it 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 it's a really weird exercise because it compresses you down.
4: Yeah. And for but, some, no. Like, this is my so Like you know, he is like a little over three hundred pounds and six foot five. Wow, it's amazing strength. Look at this. It's twenty three sure. years old. It's like kind
0: of running across the stage with it almost. Yeah. Wow. The the weight kind of compresses you down. It's almost like you feel like you have like no say in like being able to stabilize it. Do the athletes? Do your athletes work on? You know, trying to stabilize their core through specific exercises, or is it mainly like, "Hey, man, you just got to carry heavy stuff in order to make this work"? Uh,
4: you certainly going to have to do, uh, carry heavy sometimes, but I think we what we try to do is to do uh, um, train with uh, what we call a stability y- yoke or a, or a chain yoke. But ah. you just have the same bar, but you have chains down ah. to the weight, and you you can go significantly less weight. And but the instability makes it wow. very hard to do wow, and like uh that lately like cool. for, like now in this uh, re uh, rehab Martins is that's all he is doing, but he goes up to seven hundred pounds even on that, so uh and run with it but uh <clears throat> I, I think that's a very very good way of uh, of being good at it mm. uh my good friend and a former worldsstrom you know two thousand one World sven uh, sven Carlson. When he was uh, competing, he was considered the, uh, uh, one of the best, or maybe the best in uh, in yoke, and he he, he never had a yoke to compete uh, to train on. He trained with uh, with like uh, six hundred pounds on a bar and uh, and the chains. Wow! And he would walk with that. Uh, he'd run with that, <laughs> and uh, and uh, but that's the uh, uh, heaviest if you get, get it up to, and uh, and he got very good at it.
1: You know, I know competition is competition and what they give you is what they give you. But, you know, you mentioned the Conan's wheel. You you mentioned like the yoke walk. They should probably find try to stay under a certain amount of weight. Do you think that like they're not taking the safety of the athletes into consideration or is it just like that's the way it is?
4: I, I think that uh, obviously it's not a regulated sport. Right? It ends up uh, being some crazy stuff being done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been a big proponent that the Arnolds to, you know, I, I don't think we'll see this lift again. Maybe we will, but I don't know. Uh, hopefully it'll be, maybe they'll do it again, but lighter because they have more space. It had to be so heavy because there was so little space to do it, and that's the biggest problem. Yeah. But maybe we'll see it again now that they are, I think you're doing a strongman arena. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff is going to be not going to be on the stage. It's going to be on the and uh, in, in the strongman arena, okay. and then maybe it will be a little more uh, normal. Yeah, one of the great events or signature events of the Arnold's have been that uh, that um, uh, frame, that big oh, yeah. uh, timber frame that uh, they carry up the hill. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's up the hill and it has to be short. And it has to be heavy because it's uh, just on the stage, right? But then they started doing straps on it. And that's just crazy. And that's, uh, when a lot of people had injuries because it's not just doing it in a competition, but training for it, uh, because it's just too much weight. You can carry too much weight if you put straps on. Mm. So you had like 1100 pounds on your hands and you're walking up a hill with weights that is moving and, uh, mm-hmm. very, very dangerous. And, uh, so I would worked very hard to, uh, to have him. If you can have that event, just do it with the grip. Right. Yeah, it's just, uh, you, know, uh, you don't have to have a super... You have to be strong, but you don't have to have a, like... You don't have to be a grip guy to be able to do it. You have to be just strong. Because mm-hmm. I know that the back, when we f- they first started with it, um, the best guys on it was Sintronas uh, and like uh, Sven Carlson and stuff like that, and you don't mind that particularly strong grip. I mean, if you could test them on the grip strength in terms of lifting things, uh, there wouldn't be uh at the top. Yeah. There'd be more in the middle, but they're very strong guys and they could run fast with that weight. No no straps. Mm. So I think I think it's important, particularly in short like that, is not uh, really no reason. Having the uh background in
0: bodybuilding, do you think um that most people should utilize some uh types of strongman in their training, like just simple grab some dumbbells, do some farmers carries and movements
4: like that? Yeah, I think that's very important because you you want to you want to work out for function. You want to be able to It's really no reason to be strong uh, pushing a weight in in an apparatus. That makes no Mm -hmm. sense whatsoever, and it's not really making that all that much stronger anyway. But, uh, yeah, uh, incorporating uh, some uh, strong events just like farmers' work is a very good one uh, because it works the whole body, Uh, even lifting stones or stuff like that, or lifting sandbags and stuff like that, very good because it's using the whole body, Mm -hmm. and it's very functional.
1: Like double overhand grip deadlifts and stuff like that. Too. Absolutely, yeah.
4: Okay. I think it, it, uh, my philosophy about doing double overhand deadlifts is that you, you can limit the amount of, amount you lift, and you can have it. It's very interesting when when there's one body, one part of it is if it's a max lift in one uh, one part of your body, that's a max lift, even if it's not your max deadlift. Mm, yeah, it's you, you'll find it. So, I find it. For example, I'm one of my favorite uh, favorite. Uh, 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 lifts is uh, the Saxon bar, which Mm -hmm. is the square three inch by four inch, so you grab it, pinch grip it and you lift it. Mm -hmm. I'm more often on that lift than anything else, and you can't go that heavy, my heaviest is around 120 kilo, and as I get on top here and put it back down, I almost black out, because you're using so much power, uh, even though that's an easy deadlift if it was a bar, I use so much power in my, using so much of my body to hold on to that, uh, Mm. to that plank. Yeah. That it it almost blacks me out. Wow. Yeah. We
0: teach people, you know, when they grab the bar to go do a squat or bench or deadlift, this is really, you know, grab the bar with everything that you got. And that way, when you do squeeze the bar, you get energy from your fingertips all the way into your hand, all the way into your forearm. And we talk about like, you know, getting tight. And it's like, if you're gonna get tight, well, the easiest way to do it is to really bear down on the bar because then your your whole arm is gonna be locked in a little bit better. Yeah, activate it.
4: Yeah a lot of these things is neuromuscular. I mean you can yeah. see how strong people can be without getting bigger too. Mm. I mean you see the weightlifters it's unbelievable what they can lift and uh, do without uh, gaining any weight. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of uh, neuromuscular connections and uh, efficiently lifting. So I think somebody can be very strong without being too bulky. And I think we have you'll see the future strong men that it may not be so may, they will be big because the biggest guys are going to be the best guys probably yeah. on the on the on the on the, on the Uh, On it, but you'll see people that aren't necessarily that uh, big and heavy. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll be lighter. Well, and even something like a performance-enhancing drug is gonna only
0: do so much for the muscle. Yeah, and it really is not uh, the game here for strongman or powerlifting is the central nervous system. Yeah, you know how do we, you know, get the central nervous system on board with what we're about to do?
4: Yeah. I would uh, I would think that drugs probably mostly help uh, on the recovery and stuff like that more than anything else and that you can train more and that. maybe why why that would be better. But I don't think that would help much on grip, which yeah. is more nervous system uh, dependent, I think.
0: I always thought the biggest impact that a steroid would have is, is mainly just on your overall body size. You're just yeah, going to be yeah. bigger. Bigger, so yeah. Then it's going to be a little easier to lift. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the Thomas Inch dumbbell. What is this thing about?
4: Well, it's... Uh, it's a dumbbell that was, I, I, I guess, dates back to the early 1900s. Uh, Thomas uh, Thomas Inch. It's nothing to do with Inch. It's uh, Thomas Inch is the name of the guy that the strongman, famous uh, uh, English strongman, that traveled around, and he had this uh, unliftable dumbbell. Apparently, he had a number of them, but. Uh, The main one, the unliftable one, is like 172 pounds, but he has some lighter ones too, so I think he faked it at some times, and there's other reason why he may have faked some of the stuff, but obviously nobody could lift it because, I mean, even today with a lot of strongmen, you go and take it into gym, nobody, you know, very few people can lift it. So, I mean, we haven't had very many people walk into the training hall and be able to lift it. So you own it? I have have two uh, replicas. Okay. Yeah, so we have two replicas sitting there And, uh, and, um, uh, I have a challenge, uh, for people that that thinks they are strong to come and try, try some (laughs) things. But I too too, just like that. They are, um, they are, uh, easy for me. Mm -hmm. I, 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 uh, but, uh, very difficult for most people. And you can, can you, um, or, or even
0: could you at some point lift it up and put it over your head?
4: Uh, I lifted it over my head, but not uh, taking it with one hand from the floor. No, I haven't mm-hmm. been able to. It's actually one of my goals is to mm-hmm. be able to do that. I don't know if that's uh, maybe um, time has passed me along, but uh, I'm still kind of have like a <laughs> secret goal that I'm going to be able to clean and press that uh, sucker over my head. How yeah. many
0: people have been able to? I think I've seen Mark Henry maybe do that before.
4: Ma- Mark Henry did it. I think uh, Fister has done it. Uh, maybe Hugo Gerard, but I don't think that was on the, on an actual, uh, (laughs) these guys are picking it up so easy.
0: It's ridiculous. Jeez. So the middle of it is like the, uh, the the
4: circumference of like a Coke can. Yeah. It's two and three eighths, uh, almost two and a half inches. Uh, that, uh, I was, I think this is 66, I think, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean in 2006 or. Uh, it looks like it says 2016. Yeah, 2016 I mean mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 2016 right um, uh, yeah. What's 10 years <laughs> 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 the, but anyway uh, in uh, uh, the year before in my in in the training hall at the, at my house I did it at my 65th birthday and I did it for 65 times wow oh my but God. I did it in 5 minutes and uh, a little over 5 minutes so I have a video of that here they gave me 10 minutes but I hadn't trained for it at all Mm. And I had I had an oncoming flu, and I I, I was due for hip replacement. Yeah. Uh, so it was I I barely survived it. <laughs> Put it that so way. <laughs> I got gotta... six, I got sixty three reps. Okay. I was shooting for sixty six, but I uh, mm. I mean when I did sixty five, I was standing there holding it, holding it uh, the last rep, and I could have continued. I saw it. But that on video. the uh, but on but on here. I after the 63rd, I, I couldn't, the 64th, I couldn't even pull it up on the floor.
0: It's amazing to watch you pick it up because you have it like in your fingertips.
4: Yeah. The, you end up after a while, you just uh, end up being almost like a pinch grip. <laughs> yeah. But did. that's the central nervous system g- kicking in, you know. Mm. Wow. Because I couldn't do that. I couldn't go up and do that. Uh-huh. I mean, there's no way I could go and just grip it in my fingertip and uh, be able to finish it. uh is there a particular like... See, I can't uh, do the 64th. Is there like particular technique to this or is it mainly just you grab the damn
0: thing and just pick it
4: up? You just grab the thing and uh, t- don't try to think, overthink it. It's yeah. nothing. Uh, it's, but I, I think my hands may be particularly well suited for it because uh, they are they're, they're wide, so they fit in there just perfectly. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're, they're particularly uh, well suited for it.
0: You got crushed by that workout, huh?
4: <laughs> Must have been sore for two months. It was, you, it was terrible.
0: <laughs> I mean, picking up stuff for your grip—like not only working your hands, though it's working your entire body, right? Yeah,
4: yeah. Well, you do 172 pounds for 63 yeah. reps uh, deadlift. with any weight? It's so hard, but yeah, your lower back. You, but when you, but you had to uh, squeeze, s- squeeze, uh, you know, an all-out lift each time. You know, that's it that was tough. That was most tough. most impressive lift you ever seen? Uh. Oh. I uh, don't know. I think, uh, uh, or maybe probably the most 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 uh, was I think the most impressive thing I've seen in a strongman competition was when uh, uh, at two o'clock in the morning in uh, down in um, Central America where we had a competition and it was like the uh, and you had a throwing event so it took forever. Mm-hmm. As much as 5,000 people from the start, and there was nobody left when they were done. And the last event was a car walk in sand, in like really miserable, like a yoke, you know, with a car. <laughs> I mean, uh, and, and we were half asleep. That was the other part. It's like, you know, by that time, we was just so tired and sleep, sleepy. I remember I put on all more more belt and protective gear than I ever done, and I thought I could kill myself, and I, I, I never uh, got even close to finishing it. And most people used to say exactly the same thing, either they could pick it up or uh, do anything with it. And then uh, this guy, Chad Smith from Texas, mm. picked it up and fucking ran with it. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> he's like, everybody, quit your bitching. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but he's so big that it probably wouldn't have been half as fast if he didn't have the weight on his back. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was one of my favorite, the most impressive. Chad Smith. He okay. is a really, really talented strongman. He. he it didn't uh, continue but uh, yeah.
0: have have some of you guys ever uh you know had too many beers and then like you know challenged each other and ended up in the gym anything like that ever nah,
4: happened? not too much no, no. So, so, so you know back in the in the back days you know everybody uh, were more party oriented now they're more so serious they don't even hardly drink i think most of the time taking day, out right? all the fun man i know i mean <laughs> they have to strong about strong should be to have the beer afterwards <laughs> I know in here, like any time,
0: we don't even really utilize the rolling thunder that that much. But any time we do, it becomes a dick measuring contest, and yeah, everyone's yeah. got to try it. And yeah, yeah, everyone thinks they're uh, gonna you know gonna
4: win the day. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, we have a lot of times, you know, in the. We, if you have people coming over, you know, we, we, the grip stuff comes out all the time. It's like yeah, grip, yeah. grip party. Yeah, because there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's easy to do, so everybody can kind of get, in, get involved in it, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. What about the,
0: like, hub hold? Like, some people will pick up, like, the middle of a plate. Yeah. And, um, you know, some people are strong enough to do, like, a 45-pound plate. Like, what's your best on that?
4: well i've 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 done the plates because we used mm-hmm. i have had have had it in like a medley competition where i had to put mm-hmm. it on the uh, lift it up um not a great event for me pretty much because we have this hubs that you add weight to and stuff like that right but most i've done is uh twenty five kilo or fifty five pounds which is not mm-hmm. that good right but uh, that's where shorter fingers are ah. better than longer finger because, yeah. you know you wow. Yeah, you know, leverage, you know. Yeah, sometimes uh, people and have... And you had to hold it like this. Now, I have done over 85 pounds on it when I could grab it any which way I wanted mm-hmm. to. But you had to grab it, like, you know, in a certain way, and uh, it's not... doesn't fit my fingers. What do you think maybe is
0: the most challenging grip thing that you've come across? I see people picking up the blobs and, like,
4: all the different things. Yeah, the blobs are t- you know, they're tough. But, uh, you know, it's a certain type of strength. Every, everything you do in grip is... A, a, you know, your hands have a lot of different muscles, and you're leverage you know, on your fingers your forearms there's so many aspects to it and somebody that's really strong in one thing can be just terrible in the others i'm a good example i'm not i'm terrible at just doing grippers and stuff like that maybe because i don't never really liked it so i don't i don't really do like it. the iron yeah grip yeah or yeah, yeah yeah but um uh i would say like without no training, but I'd ever seen them before. I probably did better than most people. And that because somebody handed me like a number two over the table and I could easily squeeze it then, then. but I don't do any better than that now. (laughs) So, you know, Mm -hmm. because I don't train it, you know, so it's one of those things. So it's different. You don't use your thumb. A lot of the, I think, uh, my thumb isn't particularly long, but it's, I think it's pretty strong. And that, uh, of course, helps on all the thick bar lifting Mm -hmm. and it helps on like a punch, of pinch grip lifting, like, uh, like the Saxon bar, but I like things where you put more weight on it. I don't like this little bitly biddy biddy shit that you had to lift with your uh, I like it with heavy weights, mm-hmm. yeah. so you had to be more of an all-around body strength, uh, wow. uh, not just not just the fingertips.
1: In terms of uh, competing, because you've been, you've still been doing competitions. Are you still going to be competing like this year, next year, et cetera?
4: Yeah, I am. Hoping to compete at uh, at the Fit Expo again at, uh, uh, in uh, in January, because in, uh, we have uh, you know, I have uh, like I think twelve or thirteen different events, but I, I think I'm going to compete in a couple of them or two or three of them in the grip, yeah, the the axle double over an axle, the rolling thunder, and uh, and the saxon bar. I, I think I'll compete in those three. Okay. And is it just an open or is it an age category? No, no, I would only
0: compete in open. Wow.
4: Yeah. What like, I guess, because
1: most people wouldn't even think about competing at this point. So what like, I guess, what's your goals with it? And how have you been able to like, stay doing it so long? I know you mentioned your training philosophy before, but is there anything else?
4: Well, I mean, you had to set little goals uh, all the time to keep training, and I'm sure you guys uh, see the same thing. You know, Mark, you're doing this for a long time too. You, you had to have a little goals, figuring out that okay, I'm going to get better or do something. And competition is a good thing mm-hmm. uh, to do it. Uh, so the uh, my my goal is to go back to Russia again in in May and do the World uh, Championship, the APL, the which is the uh, arm lifting professional league championship again. I w- won the Open in both, uh, in the 125 kilo categories, uh, Open in uh, this 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 last May, and I'm gonna try to go and do it again. But I wanna do get better lifts, because uh, for some reason when you've traveled there, I, my lifts are like way down, but mm. I still win, so it's okay, so everybody else is down too, but uh, you know, you like to some yeah, a, a big one on the world stage, right? Yeah, it
0: makes, makes it tough. Um, have you done some grip stuff with Ed Cohn before? Have you ever messed around doing some grip stuff with him? No, Ed no.
4: never dares to do it. <laughs> yeah, this. I keep saying, Ed, you got to come and try this out, and he will not try it. I think. He and all of a sudden that. he
0: starts talking about an injury or something, huh?
4: Yeah, he says, no, he won't do it. I, I have asked him many times, but uh, there's a challenge, Ed.
0: Yeah, where are you at? Next, next,
4: next, next time, I see you, you got you to gotta do a <laughs> grip challenge. You have the same size hands as me, and you don't have you don't have to lift them as far as I do.
0: <laughs> it has got that short little body, right? Yeah. How's uh, how's your body holding up? Like you feeling good? Back yeah. feels good. Shoulders yeah. feel okay. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah,
4: right now I feel pretty good actually. Yeah, that's great. Got anything over there, Andrew?
2: Uh, we were doing some of those like the the hub holds, like you were just talking yeah. about. Um, I was around much stronger people than I am and, uh, everybody just walked up to a 25 pound plate, you know, got chalk, got chalk, you know, got ready to go. And, you know, it was a struggle and I looked at it and I just walked up and I picked it up fairly easily. Yeah. And then Mark's like, yeah, I think like skinny guys have a little bit better, easier grip because their fingers are a little bit more uh, like you can just like kind of claw down on it. Have you seen anything like that where like maybe like a certain body type actually is better fit for a stronger grip?
4: Well, certain type of grip, of course. That's what I'm saying. It's like every every piece of implement is a different uh, different dynamics because we are, are you know, our built is so different, you mm-hmm. know. So yes, a lot of... Uh, the most amazingly different people can uh, can uh, surprise you. Yeah, I, uh, we, we, I like the Inch Dumbbell, I brought it to a lot of trade shows. Mm-hmm. We put it to. We have been to the UFC Fan Expo in uh, in uh, in, uh, in Las Vegas, and I had five hundred people go through to try it, and nobody uh, were able to do it, including you know, including some very famous. Uh, Baseball, very famous baseball player, very very famous uh, famous uh, MMA. Uh, they couldn't do it, and of course I did it all day long. And mm-hmm. whenever they did that, I usually did like three ten reps for them just to show them that this is like really easy, right? It was frustrating the hell out of people, right? But I we we were in one show, and I'm not hundred percent sure which one it was, but um, we had Brian uh, Brian too it was in the dot fit uh, uh, booth at the show. So it must have uh, probably been uh, in uh, the URSA show in Las Vegas at that time. And we had a ton of people going through and of course not, nobody did it. And either uh, Brian would lift it or I would come by in a suit and tie and lift it, you know, like to, to kill them because mm. nobody could do it. But in that show, we had three people. That was one of the uh, only shows that I've seen that we had more than one person be able to lift it off the ground. And the one person uh, was a, I said, I almost going to bet somebody. I said, I guess this guy's so cocky. I, I guarantee he's not going to do it. But I, luckily, I didn't bet on it. He lifted it. Uh, but I found out afterwards he was an NFL linebacker for New York, for the New England uh, Patriots. And uh, wow. so he had long, hand, long uh, hands, and he, he lifted it. Uh, and then uh, a a um, high school football player, as one of the youngest guys I see, seen him do it. He just. Finished high school, or it was, uh, uh, or it was a senior or something like that. But he was, uh, uh, he he was able to lift it like wow. one time, got it off the ground. I don't know. If we we didn't make them deadlift, but if you can get it off like mid leg or something like that, because most people can't get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. And then this really regular looking guy, he may have been 200 pounds, maybe it could be more. But like really regular looking, average Joe. Walks up and says, what what, what is this? And oh, what do I have to do? Oh, just lift it. And he grabs it and lifts it. (laughs) And I said, what the hell are you doing? And here's a BMX bicyclist. Huh? His grip depends on, his life depends on his grip holding onto the handlebar, I guess. Wow. Yeah, he lifted it. Uh, I was so impressed because Mm -hmm. he didn't look like he uh, had ever lifted a weight.
1: Were his hands particularly big or just normal size? Kind
4: of normal size. I don't think you necessarily had to have a really big hand to do it Mm -hmm. because it's so big that you can't get get your hands around it anyway. My hands aren't around it anymore than this. Mm -hmm. And you see when I do many reps, I'm almost grabbing it, like (laughs) finger tipping it almost, you know? So uh, no, I think it's a, it's more, you know, it's, you, it's, you had to just be able to crush, crush it with your hands.
0: Do you have to train? I know you mentioned that you just kinda of like implement it along with your training, but do you have to train like the individual fingers or anything like that or Um
4: I don't. No. No. But I mean, you know, there are people that are really into grip sport and into arm lifting and all they do is train for this stuff and right. they do you know, they're much more specialized and they work on much more events and stuff like that. I kinda of like I like it. Probably mostly because I'm good at it, yeah. uh, and uh, I like it as a way of keeping me from lifting and doing and getting stronger uh, overall mm. so uh, yeah uh, I don't do anything that specialized i uh, I get challenged on this, uh, doing all these different things we just did one when youju and were in town we we have this pyramid uh, i mean it's really a pyramid you try to lift at you and uh, i've when i tried it i had t- trouble lifting it without any weight on it so i <laughs> so, so they started doing it and of course now it's a challenge so now mm. it's a little different so i ended up actually setting world record on it with like 28 pounds but only could it was only 28 pounds wow that's crazy but uh but uh that was like i couldn't do i, I if i just walked up to it i could barely lift the damn thing without any uh weight on it
0: mm. that but, sounds like it would be really hard yeah, it's, there's no,
4: grab. there's no, nothing to grab. You can, uh, the rules were you uh, apparently that you you could le- lean it over a little bit, but you do you can't have your fingers around it. It has to be on just on those uh, pyramid sides, and and uh, you know obviously yeah, the weight has to hang down, not uh, turn, mm-hmm. you know, inverting it, uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, uh, not the kind of lifting I like to do, but uh, yeah. it was fun when you, you know, you get a challenge, you you do a little bit better. Mm. That was after beating uh, Martin's uh, uh, record on the, the UG, uh, their, their, their rolling handle yeah. lift. Wow.
0: You could still beat him on some stuff.
4: Oh, yeah. 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 Huh. yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's getting tough to beat on. So. <clears throat> yeah. I can beat him like on an inch dumbbell. Mm-hmm. We, I challenge, we've had a little challenge Eddie Williams from uh, Australia was in and we, we we have this I have this uh, uh, I call it the vice grip biking uh, gauntlet we have two uh, these are all have the same size handles, they have two 120 pound dumbbells, two 140, two 160 and then the inch dumbbells, mm. so you do five on the first, three on the next and uh and two on the 160, and then you do one. You know, try to lift the the, the last, the, the, two at a time now. You had to lift them both at the same time, yeah. which is very few people can do. Wow. So we ended up, uh, I said, okay, I'll make it easy on you guys. You can just do one on each instead of doing all of them. And uh, Martin's got it, but uh, Eddie couldn't, uh, couldn't uh, get, get the two. When you get to it, it's pretty tough. He has a pretty good strong grip, too.
0: When's your birthday? January. Okay, you're going to be 70. You'll be also celebrating 60 years of lifting, I guess, right? Yes, yes. Kind of kicked all this off at 10 years old. Yeah. What's kind of the coolest thing or the most fun thing that's happened to you in this process? You know, you own your own gym and uh, you've been able to work with uh, some high level athletes and stuff and get them, get somebody like Martine to the world's strongest man. Um, what's something that maybe has happened for you that, uh, you're really proud of or something that was unexpected of a 10 year old kid who's thumbing through a muscle magazine?
4: I don't know. I mean, I've been all over the world traveling because of it, of course. So that's a great thing. But you know, the gym I have now is just, you know, like a little side, we just moved out of my garage into a commercial space. And that's basically because we needed more space. But, uh, I was in the gym business before. Mm-hmm. I had uh, a bunch of gold's gyms, including the ghouls gyms in Hawaii, so mm. that's one of the reasons why I had the Hawaii uh, connection. But um, I don't know. Uh, no, just the, the, the travel and meeting yeah. people from all over the world, right. I think it's been.
0: Uh, that's amazing. I think a lot of people would love to do that. Yeah,
2: yeah. when uh, back when Mark was doing, you know, just strictly powerlifting, like that's all he was doing, he, he had, you know, the wherewithal to know, like, people want to see this. I'm going to start filming it. When you were in the middle of, uh, you know, training like crazy, hanging out with all these strong men, did you think that like, you know, did you see like, uh, did, did you foresee the future of being like, this is going to be a gigantic sport someday?
4: Well, we always hoped to be, and we invested a lot of time and money in, uh, in mm-hmm. because we, I, I was part owner of the, World's Strongest Man uh, Super Series, Mm -hmm. so we did that for several years but we could never really make any money on it and we finally just uh, basically uh, abandoned it in a sense because you couldn't get the sponsorship You had. We were so close in getting sponsorship, like the major, major uh, players involved in car companies and then they get down to the final decision, Mm. what about doping? And uh, they killed it. Mm. Because you can't say that, no, but you know you are yeah. not testing, so uh, you, can't, mm-hmm. you, can't, you couldn't say it, and they didn't want to get involved or rather sp- put their money into sailing or something like that. That mm-hmm. uh, mm. that is uh, right. non-controversial. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, it was very tough to get the real good sponsors. You know, the only only could get the supplement companies and some equipment uh, manufacturers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But we had a good run. We we did the competition at the Madison Square Garden. Wow. So uh, that's a nice uh, yeah, cap, yeah. Uh, you know, feather in your cap. So that, that, that was a lot of fun. But um, I, I think it has the potential to be big, but, uh, you know, it's not been our organized, but it's getting big, bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think the you know, the YouTube is going to really make this thing happen because one of the <coughs> problems with it for our shows was we had him on in europe you know all, all the things were on uh, eurosport or in, uh, even you sold it to a lot of national national uh, television stations. but it's very difficult to get get into us get in the us you to pay money to get in mm. you do not buy pay you no you you go and sell the advertising and you do it but we never had that, really that we we we, were, we had it on us tv one uh, you know one season but uh, that was it uh, now of course, you don't need really need the tv anymore you need uh, put it on youtube mm-hmm. all the people that uh, we want to reach our own YouTube. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the potential now is uh, to be really big, I think. You know, you have uh, a lot of these guys with a, h- a huge following. Uh, Martin's uh, YouTube channel went from zero in November of last year, and now we're in October, and he's at yeah. 120,000 subscribers, oh, yeah. I think, or something like that. Yeah. And it's uh, growing fast, so I think that... Uh, yeah, that's a good, great potential.
2: So with the uh, like the sponsorships falling off and, you know, it kind of, I don't want to say not going anywhere, but like it just not exploding the way you guys had hoped, what made you keep going? Like why didn't you just like stop and then go, I don't, I don't know, like, I mean, I know you started your uh, gyms and stuff. No, but...
4: you yeah, had a passion for it. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, that wasn't the only thing I was doing. It was, uh, and and my partner it wasn't his only thing either. He had a chain of gyms in, in Europe, and I was... Uh, during most of this time, either working uh, for my own uh, organization and for 24-Hour Fitness.
2: Got it. So, uh, I mean, if you're able to talk about it, like, have you seen a huge difference in, you know, you just mentioned, like, the sponsors didn't want anything to deal with it because of, like, the use and whatnot has that changed the game up quite a bit? Or, I mean, and again, speak on it if you want to. If not, we can move on.
4: Well, no, I, I can uh, talk about it, but mm-hmm. I, I really don't know much about it because I think okay. uh, they don't talk to me about it. Yeah. They know I'm against it. So when you're against it, uh, somehow, <laughs> and I don't project onto other people that, you know, like, uh, uh, I, 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 what I see a lot about, uh, about uh, drugs that I think there may be some people that are u- using a lot. There may be people that are using hardly any. And maybe some of you see none, nothing, but by projection, people that are trying to get there always thinks that everybody is doing it, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case because when I I competed to, without doing it, and I know that several other guys that I was competing with were drug free, and uh, you can be very strong, but uh, you know it's not an organized sport, so there's no 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 mm-hmm. testing. So you know,
0: it seems like Rogue Fitness has stepped up a lot to. Uh you know, bring bring more attention to uh, World's Strongest
4: Man. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue is fantastic, obviously, for a lot of, yeah. sort of strength sports. I mean, they are just been tremendous at uh, supporting the strongmen at Arnold's, and now they're also doing the World's Strongest Man. And, of course, uh, uh, they're terrific people, as you know, yeah. you do business with them, and uh, they're just fantastic uh, uh, for the sport of oh, strongman of oh, CrossFit, yeah, and uh, weightlifting probably they're probably even uh, putting strong something at that as well. Yeah, they've been huge with
0: with CrossFit, especially. I actually think that at some point that they'll just, I think they'll maybe buy CrossFit. You know, I kind of have wow. a, yeah. I kind of have a theory that they might be doing that actually pretty soon. I I've just been kind of keeping my eye on the whole thing the whole time. But like, you know, in terms of strongman, you know, it really kind of. Uh, could help elevate strongman if, if it, uh, continued to get to be seen by more people. And then I, my personal view of it is like, if they, if they shape the events a little bit, so the athletes could be a little bit healthier, a little bit smaller, I I think it would play to, uh, a a larger audience, you know, and I know that's not their main goal. They want to use heavy stuff, but I think if it was brought down a little bit and they said, Hey, this guy, you know, was able to carry this thing, you know, the half a length of a football field or something. A- and the athlete was uh, more aesthetically pleasing, the athlete was, like, leaner, I think people would be more excited about it, just like they are with CrossFit. You know, people yeah, get so yeah. excited about CrossFit, a lot of it's because you got these uh, incredible bodies going on.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's what's great about the CrossFit is that you have the average-sized people, and they are in fantastic shape, mm. both the, uh, the women and the men, and, uh, yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that uh, Rogue is doing fantastic things for that as well as for strongman, and uh, you know, uh, uh, but their involvement in world strongest Men, I think, it's going to just improve. And uh, and I see with you know, if you look at the events at, uh, at this past uh, Arnold Classic in uh, Columbus, it was a little more. Uh, it was different. Mm. There were more uh, events were very classic, but they were not uh, as they were heavy as hell, but weren't uh, uh, injurious. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then Rogue is building a lot of stuff for the events, yeah. which makes it look makes makes it look uh, aesthetic. You know, they got the big haystacks, and they got yeah. a, a lot of stuff making things look real
4: powerful and just kind of cool. Of course, the best event is the. The natural stone lifting because it's my stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my tombstone, you know. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That
0: that uh was that in was that in last year's Arnold? Was that the last
4: one? Last few years. Yeah, that yeah. looks really hard. It is a very tough one uh but fun. there's a funny story but it's like uh, terry uh, says we want to because i that's another event that i had been trying to get him to do is to do some uh shouldering the stone because you always have this uh, difference in height of people and there's always complaining about oh, that's too high and it's too mm-hmm. low or whatever you know hey lift it up to your shoulder you, uh, that's how tall you are that's how how far you need to lift it yeah so i thought for the good event would have been like you have 10 stones uh, different height and uh, and they just go on uh have to go up the r- ladder and see who who can lift the heavier stone you know to their shoulder mm-hmm. but uh Terry had a different idea he says if we want to get a natural stone to do this stuff and he says uh we have one but i i am not sure about it so, so he says do you have any ideas yeah i have a stone that <laughs> they probably can use it's, uh, it's my uh tombstone my uh, ex now g- g- gave me uh i think maybe on my s- Sixtieth birthday, I think, may have been what uh, what I got it.
0: It's an actual tombstone. No,
4: it's a big <laughs> stone, but it has my name uh, yeah. engraved in it and stuff like that. Uh, my date of birth, but not the date of death. <laughs> <laughs> not no, not predictions on it. But anyway, so we have used it in the strongman competition before, but you basically just to load it and stuff like that. And it's a very tough one to just lift How much up that or, way. It's four hundred, I think it's four hundred eleven or four hundred nineteen yeah. pounds, something like that. You pick but it's it up. very hard. Yeah, very hard to. Put, put up, pick it oh, up off the ground, yeah. You
0: see, and you put it on your shoulder, yeah, 400 pounds,
4: yeah. You see, they, they, some of the guys can't lift it off the ground. See,
0: <laughs> oh my god, the strength
4: of these athletes! But, but, uh, funny thing is, when we were picking this, so, so he says, you know, can somebody put it on their shoulder? And I say, yeah, I'm pretty sure they can because we, uh, you know, I, I used to pick it up and lift it on up, not on my shoulder, but I used to put it up on the, peri- you know, on the four, four foot high uh, pedestal and stuff like that. And I think maybe I could have at some point uh, get it out of my shoulder. So he says, okay, can you... Oh, can, <laughs> so he asked, if uh, can you check, uh, have Martins check it? Because uh, Martins wasn't competing that year, right? The, uh, not this, this past year, the year before this. Oh, and uh, so I said, Martins, you're going to go out and try the stone and see if you can shoulder it because we need to see if we can use it in the Arnold's and of course he went out there and lifted on his shoulder the first time he tried it so
1: uh, i wonder how many competitors couldn't even get it once
4: uh the first year i think uh, um Matthias got three or four four reps and then uh two people got one rep mm. and everybody else got none wow man that's crazy yes, I, I, and i i don't understand uh, like uh, um, we had the, we had the stonewall they, they saw this we, the first time everybody saw it was the day before mm. at the, uh, when we exposed them to it, and we showed them how to do it. I mean uh, uh, but you know, none of them really tried it mm. uh, Only the smart guys tried it like uh, to, uh, because it 's so different you can 't just grab it and it 's so it's, smooth or it seems it's just, like it's smooth. it's
2: unbalanced so totally unbalanced yeah. it's just awkward what do you think about like um on some of the competitions like they're not announced till like fairly close to the competition do you think that can help like prevent like some injuries or do you think that can help like get the uh, athletes in better like like shaped so that way they're safer when they're doing the movements
4: well in the world that's what it ends up being they only uh, you know you only get about a month or so if if that in some cases uh I think, yeah, if it could be uh done fairly, I think that's the best way to do it mm-hmm. that people don't know, but uh that's not the case anymore you know the're always afraid if it's a competition in in uh in Chicago, somebody in Chicago is gonna know how to do it and uh, mm-hmm. know the events yeah. and uh, nobody else don't know uh know it that's the problem, oh
0: my gosh! probably a lot of complaining. <laughs> right when people yeah, are doing yeah, strongman, yeah, 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 yeah. especially like on a local level, because then people are like, "Ah, oh, you got this," you know. Yeah, you apparatus out of your own gym, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, strongman. I've always found it to be really fascinating, even the way that some people uh, even make like people will home make like some of these products, some of these. Yeah. You know stones, and they'll load. They'll they'll load up. You know a ball, basically, and they'll throw actual weights in there. Sometimes, right? Like they'll yeah. throw
4: like five and ten pound weights in there. Yeah. A lot of the, of course, stones are not really difficult to to have made uh, with cement because of. Uh, he almost got it, but he didn't see what he does. He, he's uh, he's almost getting it. Oh, there you go. No. Oh, so he couldn't control it, so he didn't yeah. get it. Wait. Oh, so he
0: that he, wasn't good enough. He didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got to have it up there for. A half second or so, right?
4: Mm. Yeah, you had to have control over it. It's, it's sort of like a like a overhead lift. You, you control and get a down signal, basically.
0: What I always found so um, inspiring about strongman is that this is stuff you got to really seek out. Like you you can train in the gym. We talked about that already. You can deadlift and squat, and you can do overhead presses and stuff. But you have to figure out a way of getting a hold of these uh, this apparatus and and these different implements. Uh, otherwise you're, you're not going to be good at it. So sometimes people are driving a few hours to go meet with somebody else who pulls it out of their shed, Yeah, you know, or, or like, I know a lot of guys have a lot of equipment and storage units. Um, it's a very thankless sport. There's not a lot of money in it. And if you want to, if you own all the stuff that you would need to, uh, you know, do strong man and, and be exposed to all these things. I mean, you might spend a few hundred thousand dollars on all the equipment. Now you don't need that to be the best. You don't need no. that to be the strongest, but, uh, it helps, right? It helps yep. if you have the, all these yeah, things.
4: Yeah. Like, uh, of course, this is one of those things you can't have. You can go and get a stone. Right. And every one of these guys had stones, right. same weight and heavier that they were training on, but none, nobody had that stone and no, nobody. And uh, uh, even now the stone is locked up at the uh, rogue uh, in between the Mm -hmm. the first and second year, and it's still locked up there. And when we're not going to use it anymore, then I'll take it back. But uh, if you're going to use it, it's going to stay there. So nobody has the advantage.
0: And your body type, you know, really makes a big difference too, because again, like you were saying earlier with, the the Conan, uh, wheel, if you have like, kind of like a belly, then the thing gets, or you're thicker person, the thing gets away from you more. So in this one, it doesn't really help you to weigh, uh, a crazy amount of weight. No. Or to be tall. Yeah, you got Hathor who's got to like bend over like crazy to get this thing. Having long arms might help though, huh? To be able to bear hug. Yeah, that
4: helps. Uh, Bear uh, hug. And and, uh, I I think he he ends up getting a rep also, one rep on it. You have to hold it up and just do it with one arm, huh? Yeah. But you know, it takes everything out of you to try to fight that thing up there. Mm. But he didn't. Uh, uh, we were to, to showing him how to do it the day before, but he wouldn't uh, take to it, and so he was messing around to get it started. And he finally get to went to the position we told him to do. Mm. And you've been able to pick that one up, but just not. I have never, never sh- it didn't have shoulders, but yeah. I picked it up and put it on like four foot uh, yeah. four foot platforms, and I That's did insane. that first time I got it. So yeah. I, uh, I, I. But I was pretty good at That's strong wild. lifting, but I, but here is also the grip strength that comes in on this thing here. It helps to have strong hands because you had to balance it. You're grabbing it and holding it uh, more so on on this natural stone than it is on the, on yeah. the round stone. But still, even in the round stone, a good grip helps. Yeah, because you control it. Easy, you know, because you don't no, never get it perfect, right? So that when you get it, uh, if your hands can make up for a little imbalance mm. uh, that. Uh, the difference
0: uh thank you so much for coming up here and uh being on our show really really appreciate it great to have a, great to have a strength legend in the house for oh. today so thank you sir appreciate it hey thank you strength is never weakness weakness is never strength catch y'all later